0: And gentlemen, that is the hundredth time you've probably heard me say that, start off a pod, because this is episode 100, in honor of Will Chamberlain's 100 point game. I am your host, as always, teach Butler, sitting next to me, my good friend, my good
1: pal, Big Dilly. Dill, how are you, man? Big Dilly, Big Dilly. Yeah, I'm here. Ready for 100, you know. One hundred. One hundred. Doge, all the way up from Cleve, man.
0: How are you, buddy?
2: Doing great, man. Ready for episode one (laughs) hundred. One hundred.
0: One hundred episodes in the books, boys. This is pretty awesome. So, because it's the hundredth episode, we couldn't just give you some normal, plain old, you know, clubhouse, fourth, four quarters episode. We had to spice it up. We had to really juice it up. We had to bust out. All of the stops. the
1: Carolina Reaper podcast. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's the hottest one. It's the hottest pod we've got. We've been cooking it up for a while now. It is our Bengals special podcast. We're bringing out all these super fans. So get this, ladies and gentlemen. In the first quarter, you're going to be hearing from Bengals captain. You might have heard of him. He's one of the most famous Bengals fans right now. And also his wife, Hubei. So we have two separate interviews for you there in the first quarter. In the second quarter, don't you worry. We've got more Bengal interviews. We're talking to Lindsey Patterson, friend of the show. I believe this is our third time coming on. We love having her on to talk Bengals. We talk a little Reds as well, so get ready for that in the second quarter. In the third quarter, we're going to be talking to the man who is in charge of the longest-running tailgate in Cincinnati, Bengals Jim, as well as Bengals superfan Bengals Whitney in the third quarter. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat for you at the end of this podcast. So just when you think you might be bangled out and you might be like, ah, maybe I shouldn't tune in for the fourth quarter. I don't know. It's not always the best. You know, sometimes they put the best stuff for the third quarter. No, 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 no. Not today. Not for episode 100. Ladies and gentlemen, Cleveland Cavaliers player, guard I believe, I don't know if he's a guard or a forward right now, he's kind of in that 20s. he's kind of right, in that tweeter size, Kyle Guy, coming on the show to talk Bengals, he's a huge Bengals fan, we talk little Bengals, we talk a little bit of Cavs as well, so stay tuned for that at the end of the episode, but ladies and gentlemen, as you know, as always, we don't want to get hurt while doing this podcast, so the first thing we want to do, we gotta stretch it out, we gotta warm it up a little bit, gonna have a little fun here to warm up. And the person who we always have the most fun with, we're going to have him start out with. So, Big Dilly. <laughs> Give us your big one up, man. What do dilly. you got for <clears throat> Most fun.
1: Most fun. Yeah, the most fun. Well, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, I'll just go with a good game one from the race last night, you know? Yeah, leave it right there. Leave it at that. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not so much game two as we're wrapping it up here at the top of the ninth with the Rays down 12-6, to six. but hey, we got game one. Uh, we got to start somewhere. I'd much rather be tied 1-1 than down 0-2, so uh, Shane McClanahan looked great last night. A uh, lot of fun to watch. Uh, Randy Rosarena did absolutely amazing with... Uh, he was the first player in MLB history with a home run and to steal home base in the same game. Yeah, that do that, so that was awesome. sweet. That, that was, was just awesome. a hype moment. I like woke up at the perfect time, kind of yeah. nodding off, and then Classic I woke Dill, up, and then it was Classic just sick. Dill woke up. Randy <laughs> just steals home. I'm like, oh, cool, glad I saw that one we'll right back. No, that but, is so uh, on brand. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> here to have most mostest fun, mostest of the hostess,
0: mostest of the hostess.
1: Doji, give me your warm
0: up, stretch it out. What do you got for us?
2: I got to give you a little taste of the Formula Doge for the warning. <laughs> oh, need it because Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen are looking clean in the White Bull
3: oh. cars this weekend in Istanbul. No Red Bull's way. got a new new look on them.
2: The Red Bull car that you typically have the dark blue background they they unveiled some White Bull cars and they are looking fresh.
1: I dude. need to see that. Oh my!
2: We got to go look those up. They. uh... They look nice. I need to see that more often on the track. Yeah. They uh, they're clean.
0: That's exciting. I'm excited for this uh, this Grand Prix here this weekend. It's gonna be a good one.
2: Oh yeah,
0: a lot of good stuff this weekend. I'm not. Uh, I won't touch on it, but I know we got Tyson Fury. I believe was this round three for them. So Wilder Fury three. Yep. Wilder Fury. Yep. Excuse me. Tyson Fury. They're the same guy. Um, that's gonna be a good one this weekend. Got some FC Cincinnati this weekend we'll be attending. We got Bengals, Packers. Everybody knows about that. That's tuning in for this podcast. Oh, that's a good-looking car. Yeah, you're right. Dang. <laughs> Something that we can't tune into yet, but it's just on the horizon. But I got to give it a shout-out because the boys are back at Camp Doge. Dilly. The Celtics are back. They are going at it at practice. New coach Ime Yudoka having a great time. Um, you know, saying this is one of the, his most intense practices. Josh Richardson said this was just as intense as his practices when they were mm-hmm. at Miami, who is notoriously known for having extremely intense practices. So um, I believe uh, it was Himei Udoko, quoted as saying, um, as all the guys are out there trying to kill each other. I loved it. So you could tell everybody's hungry this season. Everybody's like ready to have a good season. They're looking good. Everybody came back. Healthy Jalen Brown, you might have thought, oh, he had wrist surgery. How's he going to look? Apparently, he's looked better than everybody out there. Well, maybe obviously not better than Jason Tatum. Um, But those guys are both looking good. Everybody's excited. And uh, I can't wait for the Celtics season to get rolling, man. I think we're going to be real good this season. So looking forward to it. Sure. Um, Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us on here to our first quarter. We're going to be talking to Bengals captain and the Hube. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a very, very special guest. He's one of the most famous Bangle fans. We're bringing out all the big Bangle fans here for episode 100 of the Clubhouse. You've probably seen him on the Jumbotron. If you're on Twitter or social media, I'm sure that you've seen him around. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Bangle's captain. Captain Bangle, how are you today, my man? I am feeling
4: like a uh, first-place team Mm. in the AFC North.
0: Who day? Who day? Who day? So we've got uh, three hosts here tonight for you. We've got a lot of good questions, but uh, first thing we want to ask is: Why did you pick the Who Day boys? Why are you a Bengal fan? And uh... Uh, Garfield, actually, <laughs> uh, <laughs> crazy, crazy
4: that uh, I was born in Ohio and ended up living in Tennessee during the AA Super Bowl. I had was young enough, had never watched football at all. And all the kids yeah. were making fun of me, uh, you know, them bangles ain't going to win anything. i like, <laughs> I have no idea, but now I'm going to watch. I'm going gotta, gotta to protect my, my state here and uh, uh, end up watching the game. And being a, a Garfield cartoon fan, you know, Orange Cat, Black Stripes, Orange Helmet, Black Stripes, Instantly go. fell in love and it's been a, uh, it's been a roller coaster ever since.
0: <laughs> That's a good way to describe it for sure. Oh yeah, that's funny.
1: I'm a big cat guy over here, so I'm with you. This is uh Dylan man. So, as far as like, you know, being a Bengals fan, you mentioned that you did move out of state. Uh, so, how long have you actually been going to games? Uh, you know, and, and when did the Bengals captain begin?
4: You know, a part of the reason that that I'll do giveaways and, and, and try to get people, you know, tickets if if they can't normally make it. I did not get a chance to go. Uh you know, we moved back to Ohio, you know, still when I was young and we, we couldn't get the games. Couldn't afford to go to games. Uh I was living quite a bit north, so you know, even the drive was, was too difficult.
3: Yeah.
4: So that, that that stuck with me all these years. Uh probably only went to three games until my twenties. Okay. And then I believe I took uh, took one girlfriend who was a Petri fan. That didn't turn out well for me, uh, <laughs> the game and the girlfriend. And then uh, it took, took sure. my current wife, you know, met her. Our first date, she told me that she was from Cincinnati. And uh, we exchanged changed two days, and, and that pretty much did it for me. I, I knew I was going to marry her. So oh, yeah. 2011... Uh, just saw on ebay people people were upset If, if you remember two thousand nine we dominated the division, swept everybody mm-hmm. two thousand ten was the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. People were upset, and they were just basically giving away seat licenses on eBay. Found a great deal, only six rows from the field asked her, you know his girlfriend at the time and she was all for it. And we have essentially been collecting seats ever since. We're up to 13 season tickets wow, and awesome. they're, they're all lowers. So we, we like sitting low. We like it when, uh, you know, Ben from Pittsburgh, hears us when we tell him <laughs> what we think of him. Sure. Uh, we like being that close. But the, 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 the Bengals captain thing kind of, kind of almost didn't happen. Uh, bomb squad, you know, Bless every one of them. They are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Microsoft wanted them in a commercial. Mm -hmm. And me, I was years and years and years ago, we were already using technology uh, at at the tailgate. We were doing drone video shots, um, you know, 2015, 2016. And they invited me to, uh, to a call with some of the people. Uh, explain a little bit of what we did, and they liked me. So at the time, I, it was just I, I posted pictures on Twitter before it was just Jersey tucked in cargo shorts. Uh, so this little conversation that I ran home to, it, it, I don't even think it was that. I, I think I, I must have ran home from work or something. So they wanted me in the commercial uh, along with uh, you know a few other members. You know Big John, who, who basically uh, I point to as the Uh, The guy that keeps everything moving at the uh, bomb squad. Right. And I didn't want to show up in cargo shorts. You know, we've (laughs) got uh, uh, Mario, uh, he's King Houday on on, on Twitter. He's got this mohawk, Big John's got a mohawk. Right. You know, everybody knows uh, Houday Baby. He's got that amazing hat
0: and,
4: you know, the guns and the tattoos and everything. And they're just lame me. Like, I gotta think of something. Yeah, you gotta be better in the car. No? I, had, I grew, grew out the beard as a joke. I was working IT at a construction company. They wouldn't listen to me. I said, I'm gonna grow a beard so that they, they take me seriously when I, I, I need stuff done. And uh, it actually <laughs> turned out decent. And they started calling me Captain Obvious. They laughed. They loved it. They just thought was the funniest thing in the world. I said, you know what? Let's look on Amazon. Got a polyester suit from Amazon. Let's see what we could do. Uh, I am a procrastinator. Waited to the night before the Bengals-Ravens game. Home opener, we got shellac. Uh, they were going to be there filming the tailgate. And I was gluing stuff and painting stuff. And and and, and the, the wife did an amazing job on the hat, which was uh, recycled from a another Captain costume that I I did for Halloween, right? and it was rough. I I had overspray everywhere. There's a black spot on the back. I was frustrated. I'm like, I'm not gonna do this, I'm just gonna go. I said, you know what? Screw it, just wear it, have fun. The commercial was a a great success. Uh, They ended up missing, uh, editing didn't get done in time. Uh, They missed their ad window, so it never aired. But Microsoft paid me six grand, so Bengal Bomb Squad, thank you. And when you go to Bengal Bomb Squad, you get paid. <laughs> so I I'll never you know, always be grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And after that horrible game, fans laughed at the costume. I'm like, you know what? That was not my intention. <laughs> but if I can give some levity to a horrible day Hey, I, I might as well. All these amazing, you know, stormtroopers and mandos, and right. you know, our, our own uh We've got all all these Star Wars characters, amazing costumes and ideas. And I go with Captain Obvious, <laughs> but <laughs> it's stuck. People love it. I don't know why. I love everybody who loves it. It's just been a weird, wild, crazy ride.
0: Oh, it definitely works, man. I I certainly love it, man. It's definitely.
1: Stands out Baby. and recognizable, too, for sure. <laughs> a very good costume, I'd say. Hell yeah. So you, you mentioned growing out the beard. I was going to ask you earlier. So I have a beard of my own. <laughs> so timeline, when did that happen with the uh, the IT job that you started growing that out?
4: So I had a goatee at 13. I was buying beer at 16. Um, so I, I, it's a little bit of a genius,
1: but Crazy. Uh,
4: okay. I, I, I've never had a beard before, you know, full-on beard. It probably was 30 days where it started looking really, really good. Um, but I, I have my doubts. In between, I, I, I see some of these people with these, these really defined, um, flat, short beards, and I'm jealous. You know, they, they look... It looks soft, like I want to touch other men's faces. I, you know, I'm weird like that, but mine sticks straight out. So anybody trying to grow a beard, you know, if if the things that you don't like spots don't fill in, if it, if it's pointy and pokey and itchy, just, just keep pushing. You, You know, once it's long enough, you know, you'll, it'll fill in. It'll cover up some of the bare spots, mm-hmm. you know, the the, the stuff poking around different directions. Will all, you know, it'll fall in one place. Trust me, patience is key for a good beard.
1: For sure, definitely. Sure, yeah. a little little beard inspiration there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and good good beard oil.
1: Definitely, that, that's yeah. key too. That, that helps. Definitely need that. <laughs> all right, we got Doge <laughs> yeah. here for you.
2: Yeah, so Dill's no stranger to the long beard. He's over here looking like Grizzly Adams a little bit. Right. But, uh, he he's he's definitely All got right. it down. That's something that I'm envious of. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, outside of like uh, the Bengals captain uniform and you know the bomb squad, like what other sort of game day traditions do you have? Are there favorite tailgates? What do you get into? Um, any superstitions or, or what sort of traditions are you into?
4: Yeah, you know, I've been corny lately with with the uh, saying that I've stolen from how many countless other people. You know, I, I'm not superstitious. I'm just little stitches. Uh mm-hmm. You know, I, I think uh, we, we we chugged into beer the first game and won, and uh, I think that's going to have to be a, a game day tradition for me from now on. So you know, winning record so far with that. But I don't drink on game day because I yell too much. You know, people always <laughs> to buy me beer. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I will, my, my head, you know, you start getting that pounding headache mm-hmm. because you, you saw the Jogotron video. Uh, when we filmed that at the stadium, I was yelling. I was giving it all I had. And I, I feel bad for the people that had to work at Paul Brown Stadium wondering, who is this poor man being tortured in our stadium on a Wednesday night? Um... <laughs> I got to give it all, and, and I, I will pass out. I almost passed out against the Buccaneers many years ago. I said, you know what, I can't, I can't drink during, during game day. But, uh, you know, it, it's, I might roll with whatever shoes I wore last time for the last win. You know, silly stuff, and I know better. I know I have no impact <laughs> other than us being loud and energized for the team, yep. but you can't help it. You might wear the same pair of socks, even though you realize you didn't wash them since last week. Eh, nobody knows <laughs> until you <laughs> rattle off eight home wins, and you realize, okay, so people can smell my feet. Yeah. I will do that. I will absolutely do that. But
1: Yo, if uh, that happens, yeah,
4: the beard can't come off. Yeah, that, that's got to stay. That's a, a tradition now. But there are so many tailgates. We we try to you know hop over to Longworth uh, one time we we stop by uh, Bengal gyms. He's got a great great setup. Yep. Um, you know there there are a lot of other places. I can't always get to all of them the same day, but we try to pick a new one every now and then just to stop by and say hi. And everybody's great. somebody's got great tailgating.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Cool, man. So as far as like, are we thinking like thirty minutes? Are we thinking forty five minutes? No way. Are we thinking like six hours of like? Mental preparation. Oh, mental. How long are we taking in order to get into full persona?
4: You know, <laughs> I do a terrible, terrible uh, Captain Obvious. People, people have asked that, yeah. and uh, no, I just—I've got my go-to of you know we're we're just going to have to score more than the other team today. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. As far as persona, this is me. I am a little bit off. Something is wrong with me. We have not identified yet. But the, the, the wife and I talk about it. Like, yeah, I am not right. She married me. She knew what she was getting into before. Right. She signed so up. So I, I just gotta be me. You know, uh, the the hat. I'll go down and I wear a moisture wicking long sleeve undershirt. I do that because the, the the cameras caught me in a hot game one day, oh, and I was wow. doing something weird with my arms. What I was doing was my the the interior the horrible material that seat is just terrible. Um, <laughs> I I need to get with a pursuit uh, and somebody somewhere has got to help me. I will buy a custom suit, but it's got to be neon. But I was sticking the, the suit was sticking to me and I, I was shaking it. <laughs> and it is just it looked like I had ants or bugs or fleas or something. I'm like okay, so I I drive down with the undershirt. I have my pants on, I have my shoes on, hop out of the car. All I have to do is put on my jersey that I'm wearing that day, put the jacket on, put the hat on, I'm ready to rock. So I do not have to spend time on my makeup like Tony the Tiger or Houday Baby, you know, bless them for their masterful work, putting that on. But I couldn't do it. Yeah, that would be a a lot of prep. Yeah, I would not
2: be able to either. That would be my kind of that would be my kind of outfit too, no doubt. So Bengals obviously, oh doing, yeah, Bengals obviously doing pretty well this year, three and one so far. Like you said, division leader. Uh, what's your record prediction for the year? I've been saying ten and
4: seven, and mm. I am looking like Capstradamus with oh. that prediction right now. <laughs> uh, we we were going to need a little bit of luck, I thought, with injury, and honestly. I think we've had it. You you compare, and I always talk about you know football outsiders has the adjusted games lost metric, and that means a lot to me because it is pretty predictable each year. Bottom ten teams don't make the playoffs. Top ten teams usually do. We need a little bit of luck. Our division has had luck for the past two or three years, and now we see this year so the the Ravens are you know kind of getting hammered. Uh, we're having enough luck, yeah. We, we had some players out, but they were out at the right time right. against what might be a weaker opponent in Jacksonville. Hopefully we'll get 90% of the major guys we were missing back, and, and that's going to be key, but, you know, we're we're rolling, and we're just scratching the surface. That first half of every game, little rough, makes us a little nervous, and... Mm. I feel like this week is when it all comes together. We've been waiting for it. Joe's got a swagger back. We we all yeah. heard the uh, mic'd up. Uh, you know, okay. like hey, it's time for me to take over. Yeah, okay. he's taken over from the first
0: snap on Sunday. I guarantee it. Ten and seven. I'm like I'm excited to see Rogers versus Burrow. It's gonna be a real great matchup this weekend for sure. Really looking forward Ooh. to it.
4: Absolutely.
0: I'd love to go ten and seven. I think that's a, a great record. If we keep it up, I think there's a chance for sure. But we'll see. Uh, we got a lot yeah. of tough opponents this year too. I think so. we can
2: maybe even do a little better. I mean, that's seven and six for the remainder of the season.
1: That's true. There's a lot Good of big, yeah. a lot of big names left on the schedule though. <laughs> yeah, you're right. One come right. a huge one coming up this weekend. So if we win
0: this weekend, we could go.
1: Yeah, this is like okay. We'll talk after this weekend. Any records on the table
0: if we beat Dodgers yeah. this weekend? I'd say like if and we could two. Leave, especially yeah. nice. We look nice. If we if we lose, I, would place, love, I think we'll be good, too. Go ahead.
4: Oh, I, I would love for people to make fun of me that I didn't give the team enough credit. Right, I agree with that. Seven you know, <laughs> bring it. Hey, uh, I'll follow that sword.
0: Okay, so let's just go one last I guess we got a couple more here for you real quick if you got the time I want to make sure you've, you've got the time available I got the time oh, absolutely perfect thank you very much for um, you guys
4: absolutely
0: thank you thank you very much we perfect. appreciate perfect. it who would you say is your, your favorite bangle of all time I know tough question to ask but uh, who would you say is your favorite bangle of all time
4: oh, brutal I, I, I can't I can't name one um, there are so many for so many different reasons Ken Anderson Talks to fans on Twitter. I mean, yeah. this this Bengals legend, and I'll never forget being at the Admiralty mm-hmm. in London. You know, he, he gives me a, a, a drink ticket, says oh, he wants to wow. drink with me, which you know he was giving out drink tickets. That's what he was doing, right? You know, and then uh, 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 the other game, you know, see him again, and he, he comes up and taps me on the shoulder for picture from at me. Wow. Asking me for a picture. I'm talking to somebody else. I didn't realize it was him. I said, hold on one second. And he looked at me like, what? Oh my goodness. I was so embarrassed. Everybody's laughing. Like, what an amazing guy, amazing charity. I, I loved Carlos Dunlap with his time in Cincinnati. You know, he yeah. was so interactive with fans. Again, his charity was phenomenal, his family was amazing. Uh, You know, Travion Williams, I love him to death. Again, you know, guys who are reaching out to fans are really, really easy to like.
3: Yeah,
4: Um, If if you force me to pick a name, you know, I I think so many of us gravitate around Chad Johnson. Yeah. Because (laughs) those those 90s, Oh. oh my goodness. I remember, I remember being young and the game was coming up and there were times where i just didn't quite know who everybody was on the team i'm like do I, should i should i do something different should i video games maybe i like what is there anything i watched i watched every game i didn't stop watching but i had doubt <laughs> every sunday like what am i doing and uh, you know he he brought the magic back he is just wow. hilarious, and uh, you know I, I've I've spoken with him. I've met him a few times. He is just such a good dude and such a great ambassador for the team. You know, even now, so you know I could go on. We all could go on and on. I mean, you got Boomer, David Fulcher, Max Montoya, some of the greats from the 88 Super Bowl era. I mean. It's incredible. How many people on the team now? You know, Nixon right. is, is I Nixon's a bigger Bengals fan than I am, and I, I'm a huge Bengals fan. Like that dude is constantly pumping up his his teammates. Yeah, uh, you know, T Chase. I, I gotta
0: stop. I say you could you could talk for an hour. There's so many great great Bengals legends and great players. Oh yeah, I mean Ken and Chad. Those are, I mean, to name a great few. Don Lapp, right obviously, Geno Atkins, AJ, and I mean, you could go on forever. So.
1: Um, definitely some good yeah. picks there. Kind of leading off that, what's your favorite Bengal memory
4: then? Uh, favorite what what memory?
1: Like just a memory of, of,
0: of in the stadium or favorite you know memory watching a game or so, you know your all time favorite Bengal game. I guess you were at you know. Oh,
4: uh, another one that, that that there's so many. Um, I mean, a lot of my favorite moments have come off the field. You know, if, if anybody, and I realize COVID really wrecked uh, a whole bunch of stuff, but normally there are a lot of charity events around the team and, and you know, a lot of players who show up. Bengals fans, you know, look for these events. There, there's some great charities to support, but if the players are going to be there, you know, I talked to um, uh, Demetan Pekka's wife, just randomly waiting by some final auction stuff and he was talking to some fans and I'm talking to her and she tells me a story how he lost his gold chain doing the worm. (laughs) Pecco. Everybody knows how large Pecco is. Apparently, Pecco likes to go places and show off how well he can do the worm. Oh, man. And he lost... (laughs) And I, I was stunned. She's laughing, I'm laughing. He's looking over at us like, he knew what story she was telling. <laughs> you, you just, you know, if, if every Bengals fan could have at least one experience like that, they would never, ever doubt the team. They'd be Bengals fans for life. And, and that's what really hooked me. Um, you know, I've had funny conversations with David Fulcher. You know, I, I talked about that with, with Ken Anderson. Um, yeah, my, my wife got me the, the birthday video from Chad Johnson where he said, we need to go streaking across <laughs> Paul Brown Stadium. You know, I, I'm going to say that forever. It's That's just so many fun moments. These these people, oh, Trayvon Williams, I'm at Holy Grail after a game, and I get a DM and I look down and it's a picture of myself sitting at Holy Grail. Trayvon Williams will across the street. <laughs> and took a picture and sent it to me. That's like, That's just, he, I mean, and I'm pretty sure he knows how much that means to, to a fan. Right. Um, you know, I've I mentioned that. It's just, it, this team, this team's crazy. Like, there are some great dudes on this team that, you know, if I'm talking about experiences, it's all off the field. You know, on the field, we've, we've had some great moments. You know, the, the comeback in Seattle, You know, don't let that, uh, That you know, overtime come back. The the, the stadium was so loud, and I kept thinking about that when, you know, we were against the the Jags and and how loud it got when we needed it the most at the end of the game. I'm like, okay, we're, we're getting it back. You know, the fans are coming back around. We're getting the energy back. This is starting to feel good again. You know, moments like that, People say they don't like, uh, they don't like blowouts. They want to see competitive games. I love blowouts, Frank. I love to be able to sit back and just laugh. And, uh, again, the Dalton game against the Giants when Marvin Jones had four touchdowns, it was easy mode. You know, we're playing Madden on rookie and we had the time of our lives. It was great. Um, the, the Zach's, uh, first win, uh, against the Jets. Mm -hmm. He comes up and high-fives me. Oh, that's awesome. I, again, could not believe it. Uh, He he gave me a shout-out in post-game presser, and that was just because I am always yelling support for him coming off the field. Like, you know, some of those tough losses, you can see it on his face. He wants to win for for the City of Cincinnati. He wants to win for the players. He wants to win for the fans. You know, and and post-game he said you know, all those fans sticking around and, and and sticking by us. You know, that those are the people that you want to win for. And it's so great to be able to get on that win. And this season, it's all finally coming together. It's clicking. I know he's having a good time. I know his family's having a good time. I know everybody. We're all having a good time. So, you know, another great moment. And, again, I, I could go on and on. But I think some of the best moments that we we we're going to be able to talk about our going to be the, the next year, the year after, as right. this team builds and wins more and we get back to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's yeah. where it's at. The, the, the Super Bowl winning parade in Cincinnati, downtown oh. Cincinnati, that's the memory I want. Yep.
0: We'll all have to meet up for that one, take a good photo. That would be great. Oh, yeah. We'll
4: be there.
0: <laughs> we will definitely be there. I'm sure you will be too. Hopefully it's sooner, oh, yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later as well. Oh, Yeah. So, uh, we'll just give you the floor here, real quick. If there's anything that you want to promote or plug, or any charities that um, you're into right now that you want to just give some shine to, we want to make sure that you get some time to do that. So, floor is yours. And then we just want to also say too, before we wrap up, thank you, thank you very much for you know coming on our show and supporting us, and for supporting the Bengals. We love seeing you out there in the stadium, and I know a bunch of other fans do too. Um, it gets them excited and gets them ready to go. And it was cool to see you on the Jumbotron, too, when we were at the Thursday night game. That was really awesome. So the floor is yours here real quick.
4: Hey, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys. You know, All the people, all the creators, we have absolutely exploded with the amount of, of shows, podcasts, uh, you know, people creating, uh, art, digital art. Right. You know, talking about uh, collecting Bengals cards, like just all kinds of avenues to, you know, express the excitement for this team. And obviously the, the Bengals social media team, it just, just keeps killing it, stepping up and up and up. Yep. That to me is how this fan base grows. And, and I don't think there can be too many. Everybody has uh, a place. And, you know, if, 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 to the people out there who, who are trying to find an audience and, and grow, keep, keep at it. You know, we'll, we'll be able to look back at, at you know, how you started and how you improved and then where you are today. You know, things tend to grow uh, exponentially. That way, once you pick up some, some audience, it, it grows faster because more people talk about it. Uh, I appreciate everybody who is, is, is helping with the energy because I really do believe, you know, a couple of these close games, if we didn't bring that energy in the stadium, if we didn't pack that stadium Thursday night, it may not have turned out the way we wanted it to. We mm-hmm. absolutely influenced those games. So, you know, heck, I, I got to thank you all for, for being part of that, that wave. Um, you know, I, I don't have any, any, any charities to plug, anything like that. Uh, funny thing, lately I've been doing a lot with, uh, you know, various uh, IT coding uh, charities. You know, I do a lot of stuff that that's mm-hmm. not Bengals related. Sure, but sure. anything that uh, I do with Bengals, you know, I'll, I'll always uh, talk about. Uh, you know, we've got Arrow. He's got his Fantasy League. Uh, all that money's going to support uh, Joey B's. Uh, you know, food bank, charity, Um there's, awesome. so, okay. there's, there's so many, I, and, and yeah, Ken Anderson, you know, I, I was really active with Carlos Dunlap's Foundation uh, while that was in Cincy, and mm-hmm. you know, with the absence of that, you know, I think what Ken Anderson Alliance is doing is absolutely phenomenal. I donated a couple of tickets to the uh, the Packers game uh, nice. for that, so somebody, you know, hopefully they, they get a lot of money on the uh, final auction, they had going to join those seats real close to the field, so... You know what, the city, the the city of Cincinnati, the fans. You know, we, we don't always get the credit we deserve, and I realize things have been tough. But I think we're everybody's really starting to see. You know, you, you talk bad about our quarterback, we're going to come after you on social media. Yep. Uh, if you've got a charity or, or a need, uh, somebody's in need, we're gonna we're gonna support you. We're gonna rally around you. Uh, you know as far as a team we can be as loud as any stadium in the league and there are there are a lot of great things about the C- Cincinnati the people of Cincinnati the fans the football team I man I, I just I could feel better about where everything is going and, and I'm so glad to be a part of it
0: things are definitely on the way up and it's very exciting to see and the energy is great uh I guess last quick one for you. I will. I know I'll be at the game. I think uh, Dylan will be at the game as well this weekend. Is there a tailgate spot we can find you at if we uh, just to say thanks in person and uh, you know meet up and say hello?
4: Absolutely. Uh, we we usually try to get in the stadium as early as possible, and I, I recommend everybody do that. Yep. Around eleven thirty, gates open. Uh, head down to one fifty eight, one fifty six. Uh, hang out with players. It's a great time. But uh, before that, we will be in Lot One, bomb Squad. You, you, you
0: can't miss us. Okay, perfect. We're excited. We'll, we'll try to stop by there. We're looking forward to
1: it.
4: All right, we'll definitely see you there.
0: Perfect. And uh, one more time, thank you, man. We really
1: appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Captain. Yep. Thank you. Huda. Hooday, <laughs> sir. Have a good night. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye.
0: All right, we want to thank Bengals captain for coming on and being our first interview here. We really appreciate that. And now we're going to move on to his other counterpart, his wife, the Hubei. So check this out here coming in the first quarter. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a very, very special guest. We, like we said, we're bringing in all of the great Bengal fans here for episode 100. We have a very special guest, Miss Hubei. All the way from Cincinnati. I'm sure you've seen her on social media all over the place. She's a great fan. You've seen her around uh, Captain Bangle as well, I'm sure. They're a great, great Bangle couple there. Um, Miss Hubei, we just want to say first thank you for being on. And then second question, or first question, excuse me, why did you pick the Bengals, or what what was the reason you became a Cincinnati fan? Well,
5: thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. um, well, I was born in Cincinnati, so I always joke that I never really had much of a choice. So I was okay, born in Christ right. Hospital, which is uh, right downtown, right near the stadium. It was Riverfront Stadium back then, but um, yeah, I was born in Cincinnati, so I, I I never really felt like I had a choice. I've always been a hometown team kind of girl. So
0: perfect, awesome,
1: Dill. So how long have you actually been going to you know games then, or do you remember your first game that you went to?
5: Yeah, actually, I didn't get to go to any games when I was a kid. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money, and my dad was a big Reds fan. So we went to a couple of Reds games that I remember as a kid sitting way nice. up in the nosebleed section, um, which was, uh, funny enough, was the same stadium. They played in the same stadium back then. But I never got to go to any football games until I actually met – captain who um was my boyfriend at the time he took me to my first game in 2010 nice so we went to our first game together in 2010 and then in 2011 we bought season tickets so we've been season ticket holders since 2011
0: perfect awesome doge
5: yeah so uh your kind of outfit and persona
2: being the who bay you know what made you pick uh pick your persona and your your fandom your your like character that you get into for each game
5: Well, you know what's funny is when we first started tailgating with the Bengal bomb squad they have a bunch of like really cool character personality guys and cap and i always were like what could we do that could be like a fun thing and we were we were trying so hard to come up with things um i don't know if there's an old old picture floating around on the internet somewhere of a halloween where um before he was captain captain was wearing like a like a onesie like the orange like (laughs) neon onesie thing with like a like a wrestling mask so like we tried out different things and I never really liked anything specific so I kind of just decided you know I'm just gonna be me and I'm gonna do I'm gonna make my own stuff and I'm gonna wear what I want and I'm gonna you know if I don't see what I like at the pro shop or in the you know the collections that are out there, which have, have gotten better over the years, I will say. But I started making my own stuff probably two three years ago. Oh, nice. And I pretty much make most of my own stuff that
0: I wear. So. That's really cool. Awesome. Um, so I'm sure that's a lot of prep going into that. But is there any other, like, game day traditions or things that you do? I know you mentioned the Bengals bomb squad and the tailgate there. Or is there any other things that you make sure you do before each game You know, to give some good mojo to the team, or uh, are you not a very superstitious person?
5: I am a little bit superstitious. (laughs) I I am. I have not hung up my wreath yet because I didn't hang it up at the beginning of the season. So now I'm afraid that if I hang it up, we'll start losing, and then my wreath will be bad luck, and then I'll have to get rid of it. So I haven't hung my wreath on my door yet. So if I
0: had to go all season with no bangles wreath on my door, like, I'm okay with that. So hopefully you won't have to hang so, it up at all for the rest of the year, then. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would
5: be fine with me. But I, um, you know, I always do. I found these um, sheet masks So like, I don't, you guys probably are not familiar with sheet masks, but if you have any lady, lady listeners out there or, um, you know, anybody who is into skincare, uh, sheet masks are kind of all the rage. And I found these ones that were different animals and I found one that was a tiger and I thought it was hilarious. And so I bought as many as I could find. And so now every Saturday night for the, before a game, well, or, you know, the day before a game, I did one on Wednesday the past week, but I do a, I do a tiger sheet mask.
0: Okay, that's awesome. Uh, Heck yeah. <laughs> very cool. We might have to get some of those. In, I'll in do equal it, parts, all...
5: uh, equal parts superstition and uh, prep for a long day of sweating and makeup.
0: <laughs> okay, sure. I might have to do one of those before a big game. Get get
1: prepped up. Thanks,
5: I highly highly recommend it. Heck yeah,
1: we'll get the whole team in. Very <laughs> moisturizing. Right, stats team and all. Big deal. Um, yeah. So as far as maybe with your superstitions or maybe not. What do you think the Bengals record is going to be at the end of the year after this uh, hot three and one start?
5: Well, you know, I predicted at the beginning of the season I predicted 10 and seven and I'm sticking with that because I really thought I thought nice. we would beat the bears I'm not gonna lie. I thought we'd be 4 and0 now, but we're three and one, which is still pretty darn good. I did not think we would beat the Steelers at home. Um, so I'm, I was very pleasantly okay, right. surprised by that. So I kind of I kind of feel like that was kind of a wash at the end of those. At the end of these four games, you know, we're about where I thought we would be. So I'm sticking to my guns, and I'm going to say 10-7 uh, and seven by the end of the year.
0: Heck, yeah. I think um, that's probably a record I'd probably stick with because I think we've got a lot of tough opponents coming up in this little stretch <laughs> here, but we do have a lot of winnable games uh, as well throughout the season, so... Um, especially if the defense keeps playing the way they are, top ten defense right now, I think we've got a, a good shot. Dylan, what do you think about our record here?
1: You guys have a tough second half of the season.
0: Yeah, there's some big big um, names on that, that list, for sure. You know, sure. if you
1: guys are, are looking good going into the second half, uh, you guys are able to give away some of those games. Not give away, but, I mean, right. able, able to lose some of the games that, you know, going into the season looks like a for sure loss. You know, Sure. Yeah. Like, um, some of the interdivision games against the Browns are going to be tough. Against the Ravens, the Steelers are going to be tough. I think you know it's always playoffs. tough. You still division have at least five tough, tough sure. division games, right? Um, and then out of, you know outside of the division, it's going to be tough. I would I would say maybe nine and eight. Okay, to eleven and six, depending on how the next Sure, few games go.
0: Okay, that's a good range. Doge, what about you? Yeah,
5: hey, I would love nine and eight too. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. I feel like that will get us to the, at least sniff in the playoffs, or you know, we'd be in the hunt. So I'll definitely take nine and eight. Um,
2: right now, yeah, right now I'm I'm seeing us around a ten and seventeen. We do have a tougher end of the schedule, but like we were saying in, in one of our other calls before, you know, ten and seven would mean that we go seven and six from now, and I think that's doable with even with a tough schedule.
0: Yep, for sure. Definitely. Um
5: Yeah. Those division games are always tough. You know, I feel like our division rivals play us tougher than they do. I thought the Browns looked terrible against the Vikings. But I know that we'll see a tougher Browns team because they will play us tougher uh, because we're in the division. So yeah. I, I think none of none of the division games are gimmies, uh Even the Steelers, as terrible as they look right now, yeah, anything can happen. So no doubt, you know, I, I'll never count out our division rivals. But I think I really believe that we have the ability to win any game.
0: Yep. So I think so too, especially with Burrow back there. He always gives us a chance, and he's always making something yep. happen. So. Um, I, I agree. I think there's a, we have a chance to win every game, which you couldn't have said maybe in past years or, you know, throughout Bengal history at least. So right now we've got yeah. a great team. Doge?
2: Yeah, so I like you guys were just saying, Joe Burrow can kind of keep us in, in most games. But, uh, you know, he's becoming like a fan favorite with everybody, it seems like. But yeah. um, as far as like favorites are concerned, who would you say that your favorite Bengal is of, of all time?
5: Gosh, that's a tough question. You know, I really loved Carlos Dunlap and I was so sad about the way things ended with him because we really um, got to know his entire family. And, you know, when we were down in Miami, we went to his restaurant, and we oh, nice. we saw we saw his mom like mm-hmm. multiple different places. His mom and his sister would always um, take a picture with me and Cap.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: It was so funny to us. We always thought that was hilarious. And then his dad, who looks a lot like him, um, you, we we met his dad at a couple of different games. So I really felt like we were very emotionally invested in Carlos Gomez. So I was very I was so sad by the way things ended with him, uh, and I wish him nothing but the best. But you know, to say favorite of all time, that's that's so tough. I I feel like there's been so many good candidates. I think, looking back, I think Joe Burrow will definitely be a favorite. I think he's going to be a bright spot in the the whole the big picture of the Bengals. When you look back at the the Bengals as a whole, I think he's going to be somebody that's really going to stand out to everybody um, as an obvious shoe-in for Hall of Fame. And um, I I think, looking back, he'll be a favorite. But, gosh, it's, it's hard to Pick, it's hard to pick favorites because I love the team as a whole, and it, my my fandom has been tested over the years because I you know I I always called myself a Bengals fan but I never was really that invested in games until we started going to every right. game and I was a big Marvin Lewis fan I hated to see him go I hated to see Andy and AJ go I thought right. they were great too but it, it's like. When you love the team, you love the whole, and you love whoever comes and goes. You know what I mean? So it's like Absolutely. I'll see lots of coaches come and go. I'll see lots of quarterbacks come and go. So it's hard for me. It was hard for me to let go of that at first. Um, so I feel like now, you know, ten years in, I feel like I'm 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 getting better at just appreciating the whole and you know the pieces as they come and go. But
0: yeah, it's definitely tough to see Carlos Dunlap getting a big sack on Thursday Night Football last night, and AJ yeah. Green the other week. Catching a forty-yard touchdown, you're like, oh man, these Bengal legends are all over yeah. the place. But one day, both of those guys will probably have their name in the Ring of Honor and maybe have their jerseys retired because they're absolute legends. Um, I guess, um, I guess, kind of speaking off of that, did you like the selections for the Ring of Honor um, that they had this year? And um, who would be like, I guess, your next four? Um, or I guess, I guess, they're doing it in twos maybe after this. But who would be your next two then? I guess for the Ring of Honor. Um, for the Bengals that they unveiled uh, last Thursday.
5: You know, that's, a, that's a, so hard. I definitely loved their choices yeah. um, for the Ring of Honor, and I think we got to vote. I don't remember voting, but I'm pretty sure I voted uh, for Ken Anderson and Ken Riley. Those were my two picks because yep. uh, those guys, they really deserve to be in Canton, and yes. we I think at this point we kind of know that it's the Hall of Fame is just sort of a joke and that we have to take care of our own guys because nobody else is going to do it. So yep. I really... I I really hope that will change someday, but I think a lot of these old guys will have to like move on before they'll get their chance and and I hope they're still you know, I'm so sad that that Ken Riley wasn't alive to see himself in the Ring of Honor, but I I hope before Ken Henderson leaves this earth that he'll he'll get to see himself in Canton. But so I definitely agree that those were the Mm -hmm. best choices. Going forward, I think if I had to pick two and this is really hard, but if I had to pick two, I would probably say Willie Anderson
0: oh, and yeah. Chad Johnson. Yep. <clears throat> Definitely. That's
5: probably who I would have to say. Although there's so many there's so many good ones. But
0: um, I that's think, who I would pick for the next two. I think Chad Johnson absolutely should be in there for sure. Um, <clears throat> he's great. Uh, obviously Munoz being in there was great so it's good to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one day the when Marvin Lewis gets in there that'll be a really good one to have. It might be a while but um, yep. It'll be great to get him up there as well. Um, I and agree. The, yeah, some of those other bangle legends like Boomer, Tyson, too, things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, Diller Doge, you guys have any input on the, the Ring of Honor here, real quick?
1: Uh, I mean, what about like T.J. Bushmanzada? Yeah, you know? like oh, totally. Yeah, I'd like to see him. Like he's for just sure. like an all time bangle.
0: Whitworth for sure would be a great one.
2: I would say Whitworth would yeah. be
0: a great one. Ocho's got to be one
1: for sure. Yeah, yeah. Gino, I think he would. Kevin Huber, you know, long-time punter
0: Gino Atkins. I'd like to see as well.
2: Yeah, Gino. I would say if we're if we're talking next two, I would probably say Boomer and
0: Ocho. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, that would be great choice. Um, I think Willie Anderson. We got to get him in there. We got to get uh, Boomer in there for sure. So. Some of the older guys, let them get their, get their moment back in the glory. Because yeah. I know Chad is going to make it no matter what. There's no way his name isn't up there. You know what I mean? He's Right. He's such a staple a in lot. Cincinnati, I feel like. <clears throat> or at least, I don't know. You'd hope so. Hopefully I agree. it sticks around. So. That's a lot. Um, well, um, we just want to say first off, Miss Hubei, or last off, I guess, excuse me. Thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Um, we just want to say, too, if there's anything that you want to promote or uh, any people that you want to give a shout-out to or, um, you know, something you want to give some shine to here at the end of the podcast, we just want to give you the floor um, and just say one more time, thank you very much for coming on.
5: Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I was um, so excited to hear from you guys, um, so thanks a lot for that. Yeah. I uh, really, the only thing I have to promote is my YouTube channel that I started new this year. Yeah. And... I'm on there with. Uh, it's usually me and at least uh, at least two or three other girls, um, Bengals fans. That uh, and so it's it's all women.
0: So yeah, all and ladies, we're, right? We're yeah. We're kind of
5: inspired. Yeah, we're kind of inspired by Elizabeth Blackburn and Emily Parker and Melissa Con- Marissa Marissa mm-hmm. and all these like really strong, amazing forces in right. the Bengals organization. So we decided to do our own thing this year for the first time and. We're definitely not professionals. We all have day jobs that we plan on keeping, right. but we have a good time and it's a lot of fun. And when I reach 500 subscribers on YouTube, we're going to give away a big prize. So awesome. if everyone yeah. would like a chance to win a fun prize, uh, make sure you subscribe, subscribe on YouTube, and we will um, we do a live show every week. And I think this um, coming week uh, after the Packers game, we will be live on Wednesday. Evening,
0: awesome! So. Heck yeah! No, I've checked it out. Uh, once or twice it's a it's a really good show and i definitely recommend everybody go subscribe and especially i mean if there's gonna be a giveaway why not so that's awesome very cool yeah <laughs>
3: um
0: <laughs> and you. yeah we would just say one last time thank you very much and hopefully we can uh do this again sometime and talk some more bangles we really appreciate it all right
5: well thanks for having me guys i appreciate
0: you oh and too we're uh we're gonna be down at the uh bangles bomb squad tailgate on sunday so i'll we'll meet you in person there too we're really looking forward to that
5: Fantastic. Can't wait to see you
0: guys. Perfect. Thank you so much. You have a great rest of your day. You're
5: welcome. Thanks. You too.
0: Bye. Uh, All right, so that's going to wrap up our first quarter here. So we want to thank Cap and Hubei for coming on and doing that. We really appreciate it. They had some great interviews. And now moving on to our second quarter with friend of the show. She's been on three times, Miss Lindsay Patterson. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a very special guest. You will recognize her voice. She's been on the show before. She's one of our favorite guests to have. The famous Miss Lindsay Patterson. Lindsay, how are you tonight?
6: I'm good. How are you guys doing?
0: I'm doing incredible. Dill, how about you? Oh, doing well today, man. Good. Doge, how are you?
2: No complaints.
0: Great to be here. Perfect. Love it. So, Lindsay, I don't know if we kind of gave you the inside scoop about what we're doing here for episode 100, but we're inviting on... All these different Bengal fans from all over just to tell their story about how they became a Bengals fan and, you know, why they root for the Bengals and just, you know, their expectations for the team, etc. So the first question we want to ask, and I know you've kind of said a little bit about this before on the pod, but give us the reason why you became a Bengals fan in the first place. Is it just area or is it, you know, maybe family going to the games? What's your story?
6: Yeah it was definitely family related. Um, I really had no choice because <laughs> before I was born I was born into a Cincinnati Bengals loving family. Um, they had season tickets since my dad was in high school so they've been going to games my whole entire life and I thought when I was a kid we'll see what this is all about and I would go to games with them and unfortunately the team wasn't that great but there were moments and uh, they started to get better when Marvin Lewis took over mm-hmm. and uh, growing up and It made it a lot of fun. They were getting back to the postseason and things like that. So I thought, okay, I'm going to like this thing. Um, so it was (laughs) definitely family related. And then, um, I know I've talked about this plenty of times. So people, I I apologize if I bore people with the story, but Corey Dillon's yard rushing record when he broke that against the Denver Broncos, I was a kid. I went to the game. It was my first game and it was pretty incredible because they didn't win a whole lot of games that year, but that was one that, you know, I'll definitely never forget. So
1: that's,
6: I I didn't have a choice, I would say.
0: always nice to see a bangle break a record for sure so dill
1: yeah so i mean so far this year um you know with the Bengals being three and one is this something that you kind of envisioned or where did you see us after four games and kind of where do you see them going
6: Okay, I get criticized a lot on social media for being too optimistic with the Cincinnati Bengals. And sometimes I don't know why I see that vision that they're going to be good or not. It's just I felt optimistic. The first four games was definitely something I looked at on the schedule just as soon as it came out last spring was they wouldn't finish worse than two and two. If somebody would have told me they were going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, if I thought they were going to go two and two, which they're three and one now, I would have said, "No, that's going to be one of the losses." Right. Just the way that they've been able to hang on, I think one of the biggest differences with this team, and we've noticed it for, you know probably almost a decade, is they always found ways to lose instead of win the game. Even Zach Taylor, if you look at his record in 2019 and 2020, there were some close games that they just couldn't finish or they couldn't hold the lead. And this time, it's a whole different ball game. I know a lot of people criticize them, oh, you struggled with the Jacks. Hey, you could have the alternative where you lose the game. And they found a way to win, and I think that's what's so impressive about this team. So, I'm optimistic when I look at the season, even prior to the season. I'm not surprised, and the biggest reason is, obviously, Joe Burrow is the quarterback. He has plenty Mm -hmm. of receivers out there, but I think the defense... You know, training camp, OTAs, all of that we heard. Ah, oh, man, this group, they're really giving this offense some trouble right now. Oh, no, it's really nothing. It's just camp. It doesn't matter. It's just right. and They really started to step up, and things that they've struggled with in the past is getting to the quarterback and just that strong defensive line that we're seeing out of these guys. And credit to free agency, to the NFL draft, Logan Wilson, 2020 yeah. linebacker he has really stepped up in year two so i just think that they've done a really good job over the last couple years i know we can criticize the front office on other things but credit to them because draft and free agency is really starting to pay off for this team so to make my uh long answer a little <laughs> shorter i guess i wouldn't have said that they were going to go three and one so yes i'm a little surprised perfect
0: i would say i've I guess I thought they were probably going two and two as well, but I thought we might have been able to beat the Steelers. But it's always nice to actually see it happen, especially in Pittsburgh. So, um, always exciting. Doge.
2: Yeah, so I mean, obviously, <clears throat> pretty good start, starting off three and one, and then another big game this week. But you know, um, can you kind of describe you know the energy around the team and the players, and is there anything you know in the locker room that just seems different this year and seems special about this team?
6: I'll go back to just OTAs Uh, and I've said this plenty of times on social media. You could really tell and I think it's a big deal when every single player shows up to something that's voluntary. You look around the league that doesn't happen everywhere. Sometimes there's contracts that, that players are fighting and you just don't see a full attendance and I think everybody's buying in with this team so the energy is gonna be there because Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow. Uh, I know I'm gonna probably say this for the next 10 to 15 years everyone calls him Joey Franchise and, and that's a nice little nickname he just he brings that energy to this team but i think what's exciting is you just flip the side of the defensive side and there's plenty of players out there who have started to step up i mean you can look at special teams evan mcpherson uh the nfl draft in 2021 2020 just plenty of young guys who are the future of this team and leaders on this team that make it exciting and, and the energy's there but obviously the credit goes to, to number nine
1: Absolutely. I think a lot of that energy makes its way to and from the crowd as well. I mean, Thursday night was probably one of the most fun atmospheres that I've been at in a home game in, in, I don't know, quite some time. So, um, even when they were struggling kind of in the beginning. So, it was nice that uh, the crowd was there.
0: Definitely nice to see. Speaking of uh, number nine, you know, he's got a lot of good sound bites, good quotes. Do you have a favorite thing that joe burrow has said or thing that you know gets you fired up the most um i know he, he had a great audio bite from the last thursday night game you know talking about he didn't want any more of this bs and it was time for him to take over and then he went out and scored the touchdowns and obviously led us to the win so is there something like similar to that that you uh like about joe burrow or that you uh, remind or remind you of joe burrow excuse me
6: I think you just have to go with all of that. It's unfortunate. We, I think we could all listen to the mic'd up for for a couple of games with Joe Burrow, but it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, as you mentioned, even going back to Thursday night when they were down fourteen to nothing, I thought, yeah, there's. I don't see this team coming back, but you know who knows? Because look who your quarterback is, and he really did. I mean, for them to have him mic'd up for that Thursday night game and him to just take over with that offense and the confidence he has the players buy off of that you have guys like cj uzama tyler Floyd jamar chase they just look like they enjoy each other's company and i truly believe if the culture is good and players are excited it does produce wins and it's just different and we're starting to see that this year I know last season some people would say there was some kind of culture problem in the locker room I never bought into it and I truly believe that they believe in what Zach Taylor is preaching and I think that's a huge boost too yes some people can question some of his play calling but I think his relationship with Joe Burrow is really starting to show in year two so man for Joe Burrow quotes that's a hard one and that's a great question but I think anything from the mic up uh, would
0: do for Joe. He's got a lot of great ones. I know the one about his uh, scar on his knee where it's like, if I had lived my life without any scars, it wouldn't be worth living or something similar to that. I know that's a great one that he's had. So he's full of good stuff, and I'm looking forward to
1: seeing what other quotes he's got here later in his career. Joe? Yeah, so, all right. Do you think that you know he's you know, either become or going to become your favorite Bengal of all time or – who is your favorite Bengal of all time is there somebody that you have that you know kind of can't be beat out or you know is there somebody that could potentially step into that role as well
6: i would say i feel like joe burrow is going to be somebody's favorite Bengal of all time several several people because one of the things and i'll get to mine in just a moment but, but one of the things that i noticed at the minnesota game and then the thursday night game is just the Demo. I mean, you have these young kids, the older teenagers, everybody, and I just, he's like winning over every age group right now. So I think in the future, he's going to definitely, I mean, currently and in the future, I think he will continue to be everybody's favorite Bengal. But for me personally, I'll just go OG. Um, It's easy to go Corey Dillon, but he only played a little bit of my life of enjoying football uh, when I was a kid. So I don't remember a lot of his career, but I would definitely go Andrew Whitworth. Um, It's an easy OG that that used to be here. and, And he was one of those guys who... No matter how the season was going, and they really didn't lose a whole lot when he was here, but you would always go and get an interview with him, and he would always talk, and I think he was a true leader on this team. Um, I don't want to bring up, you know, obviously he didn't get to re-sign and, and get extended yeah. in Cincinnati, but I still think he's going to be um, someone who I would be surprised comes back and, and is in the Bengals' ring of honor
4: in the future.
0: I hope so. He was a great Bengal, and <clears throat> like you said, a great dude, too, so I always loved rooting for him. I still like rooting for yeah, him, even though beast. he's... Not with us anymore, of course. So, Doge?
2: Yeah, so uh, this is kind of something that just when you were talking about that that chemistry with Jamar Chase that I thought of, um, something kind of different, but when he had four touchdowns through three games, you know, some of the stir was, is he going to break the the rookie receiving touchdown record that Randy Moss has at 17? And, you know, is there any buzz around, you know, players like, oh, man, like he's got to try and get this. You know, what's the... The stir around him possibly getting at that record because with 17 games, that's that's certainly something that's in sight.
6: Players will tell you they're they're not paying attention to all of that. I know Jamar Chase brings a different confidence, and he says he wants to break all of the records. Right, and there's so many different guys that they can throw to on this offense. He's different he's different and he's special and we can say the same thing about his quarterback but i won't be surprised when jamar chase breaks that record this year he's just he's unstoppable when you get him out there and you throw downfield he's a difference maker with his offense the reason they've won two of those games you can look back on is because jamar chase was the difference maker, and I think that's going to continue down the stretch. We could even see that against Green Bay. I feel like it's going to be a shootout. Um, I know a lot of people feel that way with Aaron and Joe, and I think we're going to see. I wouldn't. This sounds like a hot take when I say Ooh. it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he adds two more on Sunday.
0: Wow! Oh, two more! I'd love to see yeah. that. I know they have some corners out, so hopefully, it'll be that'll be a, a good show for us. Um, so, speaking of the game on Sunday. Do you think it'll be a bigger impact that Joe Mixon is out or that we're getting a lot of these defensive players back? Because I think a lot of the guys are coming back healthy this week and we should have a pretty full squad from what I understand.
6: And this is no offense to Joe Mixon because he is off to a great start and it is a difference maker when you can run the ball and throw it. Every NFL team wants to be able to do that. This team has struggled with it in the past and they were able to do that with Joe Mixon. So it Mm -hmm. is really unfortunate that Joe Mixon's not out there. Samajah P and Chris Evans, I feel like they're going to split between the two. Right. I think it's the defense. I think it's having those defensive pieces back is more ideal Hold because on. look, look who you're facing on the other side. I mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be easy to stop, and I, I think having your strong secondary is going to be a difference maker going into this game because we've seen what this defense has been able to do when they're healthy. And I think an underrated guy is Ricardo Allen. What he did in week one, and, and you're Make that secondary stronger. It's going to be what changes Sunday's game if we're going to see a shootout or not. But they need to continue the streak that they've been on with this defense, and I think that we're going to see that because the home crowd's going to be there. Yeah, there might be a few Packer fans at Paula Brown stadium. It's going to be close to a sellout if it's not already going to be a sellout. I, I think uh, I think the defensive players getting those back are the bigger dif- difference maker. And again, no offense to Joe Mixon and what he's able to do on offense.
0: Of course, no offense to Joe, obviously. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. You're adding multiple players back on the defensive side, and I know I believe Von Bell's going to be back, or excuse me, uh, Jesse Bates, I think, too. So um, it should be a you know a real nice game, and Aaron Rodgers has got a lot of weapons on that side too, so it'll be fun to see uh, if the defense can hold up. Because they've looked really good this year, but it's always a test when you got 12 on the other side. So, Dill?
1: Um, I, I was just going to say real quick, you mentioned the shootout. What do you think the score is going to be this weekend?
6: Okay, I said it last week and I was wrong. I thought, I thought this team would finally get in the 30s. And I'm a little surprised we are going into week five and they have yet to do that. So I'm going to say 35-31. Oh. I just don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's going to win. I know it's, it's, it's like I'm backing out and not giving a real honest answer because well, I think I think Cincinnati can win. I truly mm-hmm. do. And this would be a statement game. This would be to everyone to say, "Hey, look, we showed up." Everyone said we did You know, they couldn't beat anybody, and they haven't really look at the, look at the teams they've already beat. I think this is a statement game at Paul Brown Stadium for several reasons. People are paying attention, and the home crowd's there. Yeah. You're going to keep getting people to come to Paul Brown Stadium. And I will say this about the Minnesota and the Jags game: I've never been to Paul Brown Stadium where the atmosphere felt like that. And, and I've been going for a really long time, and I think that can be a game changer for this team on defensive side and just overall how they play. So I'm going 35, 31, and okay. you know what? I, I, I'll pick a winner. I, I'll say I'll say Cincinnati wins because I'm going to be really optimistic.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah! It'll probably be one of those games with whoever gets the ball last when you got Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow out there because they both can put up some points, but. Um... <clears throat> I think I'm gonna go 28-21 Bengals there. We'll all give a prediction here. Bill? Sure.
1: Yeah, I'll do it too. Since uh, I'm the one who asked the question there, yeah. I think I should have to. Right. I agree. <laughs> uh, all right. I like the shootout idea. I think it's gonna be like kind of like a weird scoring game, like a thirty-six or thirty-seven to like thirty-one or thirty okay. or something uh, like that. It's gonna be about a touchdown and then come down to the last possession. I kind of I think if. You know, I expect it to or you know, if it goes as uh, expected. So, we'll see. <laughs> Tosh.
2: I'm seeing uh I'm seeing like a 34-31. Ooh, Bengals. Okay. I was going to go like 31-28 Bengals, but I, I got to imagine that Mason Crosby's probably going to get one field goal in there, so still got to mm-hmm. give us the win, but I'll say 34-31 Bengals.
0: I like it. <clears throat> All
2: right. I got to transition a little bit though, Lindsay, while we got John special moment, we got to talk a little bit of reds too. Yep. Um, One of the biggest topics coming out of the season, obviously not the way we wanted it to end. Cardinals going on a run kind of hurt us there And the biggest topic in the news now is, you know, Nick Castellanos. What's his step, you know, any rumblings there? Do you see him possibly still sticking around in Cincinnati or should we already start, you know, sending our thank you letters to him and, and wishing him a goodbye?
6: Here's the thing about Nick. He did say after the season that, and I'm paraphrasing here, it was one of his favorite seasons in Major League Baseball. He had a lot of fun. And I think that truly matters when you're making decisions like that. If Cincinnati opens the checkbook, which I felt several times this season they needed to write a blank check, uh, because we knew he was more than likely going to opt out of that. And I, I just, I don't see it happening. I, I think someone else is is gonna pay the guy, you know, every dime that he's worth, and he deserves it for what he what he was able to do in twenty twenty one. Yeah,
3: he's awesome.
6: Um, I mean, I know he likes it here, but I, I just, uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm gonna bring bad news. I, I don't I don't see him return to Cincinnati.
0: Unfortunately, yeah, that's that's the life of a Cincinnati Red fan, typically. Yeah, but, you know, maybe something crazy will happen and will he'll stay around. But I, I'm with you. I think he'll probably find a better place to go and he, as he should he he deserves it deserves all that cash too he was awesome to have in cincinnati
3: <clears throat>
0: um well Lindsay, we just want to thank you here one last time um uh, for coming on and, and talking bangles little reds here as well uh, at the end we want to give you a second to just um promote or plug anything that you'd like to hear um uh, anything that you want to promote and then i'm not sure if you'll be down at the game um there on Sunday, but a couple of us will be down there tailgating if you want to meet up and uh, just say hello as well.
6: Yes, I will definitely be down at Paul Brown Stadium on Sunday. It's going to be a really great time. I highly recommend everybody getting out there. It's going to be a really nice warm day. I'm ready for fall season, but I'll take it. Uh, But, yeah, you can just follow along over on Twitter at Ellen D.S. Patterson, and that's where you can find all of my uh, football comments and tweets.
0: Yep perfect she's got good follow if you're listening fans good follow so we want to thank you one last time Lindsay. we really appreciate it and uh hopefully we'll catch you on sunday
6: good to talk to you guys
0: yep Absolutely. thank you appreciate Big it great
2: talking to you too Lindsay. thanks
0: bye all right we just want to say thank you again one more time to Lindsay patterson for coming on we always love her insight about the team and about just cincinnati in general so we appreciate that uh but we got to move it on to halftime. We'll take a little break here, uh, just promote our podcast, our other stuff. So I'm going to pass it off to Doge. Doge, where can you find, or where can we find? Obviously, you know where to find it. Where can we find the Clubhouse podcast social media stuff? In case people want to give us a follow, check in with us, and see what we're up to.
2: We are on Facebook at The Clubhouse. When Facebook is up,
0: yeah, true.
2: When it's down, you won't be able to find us. Yeah, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at Clubhouse underscore TC Heck yeah! For the Cheap Seats Network,
0: Cheap Seats Network. Which, speaking of, yeah, the host of our you know lovely podcast, Cheap Seats Network. We love those guys. Major shout out, Dill. Where can we find the Cheap Seats Network specific stuff? I'm excited to see what you got cooked up here for episode 100, man.
1: Good, good. Yeah, so on Facebook, thanks for mentioning that, Doge. Um, the Cheap Seats Network. Yep. Pretty simple. If you didn't hear me the first time, you're just, you know, a little bit of a slow typer. The Cheap Seats Network. Network. Yes. Boom. And... On Twitter, at the underscore cheap underscore seats oh. for cheap seats network. Cheap go. seats. But for all of those listeners that know it's halftime and know what's about to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does SN stand for? Episode one hundred. What do you guys have? Dude, those of you I...
2: listening for the first time, our old handle used to be the cheap seats SN, and mm-hmm. Dill always comes up with the most random things for SN.
1: Dude, I've got a great. And one. I don't
2: know what he's gonna pull here for the hundredth episode.
1: So also, no one has ever gotten the SN correct because it could be any random phrase or pairing of two
2: words. I'm fully convinced that one of us did get it until
0: switched it on us. I think I got. Hundred percent. I think the Steve Nash I got, dude. No, man, because I was so
1: upset that I didn't think of that. I was like, "Damn, it was so good." So no, that was All right, got mine. Go ahead, Dodge. I've got mine. I've had it for a minute.
0: Sports Network. That would be so goddamn funny. Peter, <laughs> what you got? It's episode 100, boys. We're we're, we're giving a shout out to the Bengals. Bengals aren't a solid color animal, Doge. They got stripes. I'm going Stripes Nation, S-N, for the Bengals special podcast. And Dylan's going to be like, dang, that's too good. That's too topical. There's no way that's it. Doge is looking at me with just like, I can't believe I didn't think of that face. No,
1: you guys are both going to be so upset when I tell you what it is because Doge literally already said it. That's why when I said thank you for mentioning that about Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, stands for social networks. Oh, yeah.
0: for our sites, that's a good one at least.
1: So, I thought it was relevant the week of you know. The all classic guy, you the know, classic game, the, classic games, network,
0: the classic, the classic, the classic episodes. You
2: go back to the original meaning of the SN to begin with. I was, I was expecting that you were just going to make it special, and
1: you. You did You let me down. <laughs> Look, it's honestly, for how many listeners we have... I did like it, Dosh. i am be honest. <laughs> I did like it. For but, episode 100, dude, it was something that happened in the week of current events. You know, it's something that you just talked about. I'm like, dude, if you guys just thought for two uh, seconds... If
0: we just thought, Dosh, I will know, say I did like Dills, before for the 30th week in a row... I did like
1: mine a lot better, so. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But what are you gonna do? They're still good. They're creative. Not always. Sometimes they're totally random. And if I yeah. if I'm having a you know a little bit of a stump, as far as not being able to come up with something, I'll just a slump. Or a stum- stump. Yeah, I'll just be stumped, coming up with something. And, uh, you know, I'll just look up some words and just start browsing through random words in the dictionary that start with an S and an N. There you go. So Stay tuned for some of that. Yeah, if you guys want, like, an in-depth process of what I go through, that's about it. No, I'm That's it. Capable. Like, that was the in-depth process. That's the breakdown. <laughs>
0: that's the
1: breakdown like, you know, detail of the show? Yeah. That's That's detail right there. That's well, it. Well, we got a lot of detail coming up
0: in the third quarter. We do. With Bengals Jim and Bengals Whitney, so stay tuned for that. That's a very exciting, very exciting interviews with those two guys. A guy and a gal, excuse me. You know what I meant. Either way, enjoy.
7: Sure. Hey, real quick before we start,
0: yeah. which of you guys are Bengals fans? I uh, I am. All of you? I am, and uh, I know uh, Doge is, but our other co-host Dylan is not, unfortunately. <laughs> but he goes to the games with me. We drag him along. He enjoys. Big Dill is now Little Dill in my book. I agree. There you this go. This is not
1: cool. <laughs> I totally agree. Hey, Perfect way to put that. Look, look. It is what it is. We all have our teams. I support them. I just don't root for them, especially against my team. So, uh,
5: All right, all right, all
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you got to blame his mom for that one. She's a Cleveland fan. So she's the one who
1: poisoned him. Oh.
7: Oh, it's the Browns too, huh?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah the Browns and the it's Bucks. It's not the Steelers or the Ravens though. So yep. I mean, if it had to be another AFC North team that's that's okay. They're still in Ohio, I guess. Yeah, we share the most in common.
0: At least it's not <laughs> okay. the Steelers. That's all I'll say. That's
7: Respectfully, cool. I agree to disagree.
0: That
7: is the worst <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: that's wow. that's, that's awesome. Hey, we were
7: literally created as a rival for you guys. That's like, true. We're kind of the, like Paul Brown's version of screw you to Cleveland is our motto essentially I like that yeah. <laughs> so,
0: no you're right let screw you Bill. yeah I agree
7: yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> alright sorry about
0: that go ahead no no problem
1: <laughs> we'll go now we'll I just deal. wanted so. to go ahead and have that fight out of the way <laughs> no perfect oh, we might nothing. just keep
0: all that in it was perfect um well, ladies and gentlemen tonight we have a very special guest if you're a bangles fan you're on social media I'm sure you've heard of her she's all over the place she's got great stuff great takes and she's always got good positive bangles vibes and we want to thank her for coming on the show for our 100th episode where we're getting all these crazy Bangle fans together. It is Bangles Whitney. Whitney, how are you tonight? Hey, everybody. I'm good. I'm doing really good. Perfect. We love to hear it. And the first question we like to ask all these Bangle fans that we have on is, why did you pick the Bangles, or how did you become a Bengal fan? We always love to hear people's stories about, you know, you know, was it some old grandpa that went to a game a long time ago, or maybe it's just the colors, or... I know somebody said Garfield was a reason that they liked the team. So what's your reason for liking the Bengals?
7: <laughs> well, Garfield is a great one. Right. And I'm <laughs> definitely a fan of lasagna, so I get it. Yep. Um, but no, I think like a lot of people, the team chose me. I certainly did not choose the team. And it was not an old grandpa that got <laughs> me into it, but it was my uncle. Okay. Uh, my Uncle Mike. And I feel like uh, my first little kind of toddler pictures when I was two years old. I'm rocking this really badass, I might mention, Mm -hmm. sweatsuit, Bengal sweatsuit gifted to me by him that Christmas. And I didn't know anything about football, obviously, obviously, (laughs) too. But, you know, kind of ever since then, that's been my only team. So, yeah, yeah, born into it. (laughs) Perfect.
0: Same here. My uncle got me into it as well. So, still?
1: yeah so I mean, how long have we actually been going to games then when was you know when was the first game and then you know I guess now you just kind of go how often I mean are you going full time season ticket holder or do you you know make a game when you can
7: no'm I'm, I'm a terrible fan in that way um, so <laughs> I haven't attended a ton of games live to be honest i I know I went um in the early 80s with my mom that's awesome um my first game um couldn't tell you who we were playing I believe the last game I went to is several years ago when I know it was a Steelers game and we beat the Steelers at home so however long ago that was nice heck yeah uh but it was wonderful it was (laughs) euphoric
0: um (laughs) that's a great one to be there for
7: yeah and then you know so i've just kind of gotten to games as i could i'm kind of one of those people who i love the atmosphere and i love going occasionally and i you know the last few years i've really picked up my enthusiasm and study of the game and so i want to go back for sure Um, and i was lucky enough to be a part of the group of people that got to go to the New Stripes experience this year um, oh, nice. to see the uniforms before they were unveiled. So um, that was the last time I was at the stadium and I got to be on the field and so I really want to get back to a game soon. I've made a lot of friends in the community since Twitter and so Definitely. Um, see. Yeah, seeing them is just as important as anything else. But I like seeing it on TV sometimes like being able to pause it being able to rewind it and look at those plays a little bit closer and not miss anything. So so yeah, so I, I go intermittently. Definitely.
0: I would say. Heck yeah, yeah. we well, might have to make it back this year for the Steelers game. Bring bring another W. Right. Well, we need that. We need that energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll book it. <laughs> Perfect. Doge? Yeah. So
2: you've got your your Twitter account that you've gained a lot of momentum on, and obviously you've been able to get that uh, that experience with the new jersey unveiling. Uh, what kind of made you get into you know? Being more of a a social media personality and and following the team. What was the start of that?
7: It happened really organically. I just, I lived in Cincinnati my entire life um, since I was born. And then in 2019, I moved to Florida. So um, I had always had the luxury of being surrounded by fellow Bengals freaks and (laughs) having that, you know, camaraderie. And I kind of, when I got moved to Florida, I kind of missed it. And I felt, um, I remember distinctly one day looking for something about the Bengals, some kind of news and noticing that Twitter's were like Twitter was like, I don't know, an hour ahead of everybody else. By the time I saw an article, everybody had already seen it and any kind of news, Things happened on Twitter first, and so I just made an account specifically for bingles just so I could kind of feel like I was still connected to the community, even though I moved several states away, and so that I could get news about them first. And um, then, yeah, that's kind of what I what I did, and made a ton of friends along the way. So
0: definitely, no, that's awesome, really cool story. Yeah. Um, so kind of along with uh, you know. Maybe having some other <clears throat> you don't necessarily have maybe a costume like some of the other people that we've have on the show or are gonna have on this episode but do you have any game day traditions like is there a jersey that you wear for every game or do you you know put on a certain pair of socks or have a certain beverage every game or are you just going into it you know uh, you know with no superstitions at all
7: I really don't have any superstitions and I'm very boring as far as I don't have really a game day ritual um i will say um the the um chicago game recently that we lost that we should not have lost by the way we all know that yep Yep. um i did change shirts at halftime just because (laughs) i was wearing the same shirt that i and i never do this i'm not superstitious but i was wearing a specific shirt with week one and we won Week two comes along with the bears. I wear the same one. I think, why the hell not? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe there's something to it. And then, obviously, it went to hell in a handbasket. So I changed at halftime, and obviously that did not work. So my superstitious career is over. (laughs) Um, But, no, I don't really have any game day rituals except for I'm I'm watching as early in the day as possible, um, you know, and then getting myself probably far too psyched up um and i don't miss a game for sure even
0: when i'm traveling yeah that's awesome um yeah i actually did the shirt thing too for that bears game so you're not (laughs) alone there i did the exact same thing i was like i wore this for week one we got the w might as well run it back wasn't working had to change it up so I, i feel you there for sure
7: yeah we helped we didn't help
1: at all (laughs) no it (laughs) didn't it
0: did not work so
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you mentioned how we well we i should use that loosely sure how the Bengals (laughs) should have won week two against the bears it was week two right yeah yeah so with them being 3-1 right now uh looking at a potential 4-0 with that game obviously going a, a, a different way there at the end um is that something you expected into the season, and then where do you see you know them going now that they are three and one, and, and kind of how other teams are looking that we're going to end up facing? Um, where do you get, or kind of what are your thoughts on that?
7: So I'm, I think you guys know, and you mentioned in my intro, I am an optimistic fan, and I try to stay positive. It's my team, so like right. I, I'm not gonna. Uh, you know I'm always looking for a silver lining or what our potential is and I think our potential is huge I think we're, yeah. one, we're one of those teams that um, like the, the only real true limit is kind of ourselves but at the same time I will admit I am also a realistic fan and I try to take my rose-colored glasses off <laughs> as often as possible and to be quite frank, I don't, get too wrapped up in the three and one record right now i don't i don't think you'll often see me tweet about being so super psyched about we're we're number one in the division right now who cares it's four games in. we've lost one game that we definitely shouldn't have lost we um Mm -hmm. had to kick kind of a game-winning field goal against the jaguars who cares the steelers when we beat them as much as it's always one of the most delicious wins we can get is um against the steelers and it was a monumental win for
0: us because we broke a lot of
7: a lot of curses in that game at Heinz Field but they're so banged up and they're so
0: they're they're struggling yeah you can tell right
7: Right, this is not beating the Steelers at the first half of last season, even, right. um, but certainly not the Steelers of two, three, four, five years ago. So, so I'm very realistic that um, the three and one is great, um, but it's it's not necessarily. I don't feel like we've seen what our team really is just yet. The good news is, I do think, regardless of the competitors, we are three and one, and mm-hmm. what that tells me is our team is learning how to win and. Uh, that's something for a long time was kind of our Achilles heel right you know we've gotten our own way um
0: no doubt at every opportunity
7: yeah we were the very world's best at you know blowing lead or taking the second half off or making zero adjustments throughout the game we were kind of the best at shooting ourselves in the foot and so I've seen a total mental shift in the team that we currently have and I think that's what makes us dangerous against other teams because I do believe that teams play to their belief level and for years we did we believed that we were going to blow it we were waiting for what mistake how are we going to screw it up and that's you know that gets stuck in your head and your mentality and kind of defines you and now I think it's completely the opposite I think we have a team now that believes if we just get the ball one more time we're in it whether we're behind or whether we're not. Um, so I think we have the intangibles for sure, not just with Joe, but the entire team to get the job done and be a really exciting team. So I think the next stretch of games is going to be really telling, right? You know, starting with Green Bay on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I'm just, it's a 3 and one You can't get too caught up into it because there's a lot of football left, especially this year they added the extra game too. So even more football than we've ever seen. Um so can't get too caught up into it, but what I think you can get caught up in is the fact that Joe Burrow is a guy who, like you said, if you give him the ball at the end of the game and we're within you know six points or preferably you know three points, two points, he can go down and he can win that game for us. And uh, the, you know, even though we haven't played an opponent who has been super great yet, it's exciting to see. You know, him go head to head with Rogers this weekend. I think this will be a big test and if we can come out of this weekend with a win, then I think the uh, you know, we've got a good chance to, to go really far this year. So um, I agree.
7: The team doesn't quit and right. you know, if you just watch the mic'd up moments, it's only like what, four and a half minutes of it, but of Joe on the sideline this year. And I don't want to give all the attention to Joe, even though he's my favorite Bengals ever already, mm-hmm. I think. But but that mentality that he had on the sideline that you saw, or in the mic'd up, is really, and it's indicative of the rest of the team. Right. Like, there's just this kind of attitude or mentality shift where, yeah, we're in it, we can do it. Like, I kind of almost can will it to happen. And so, I think the next stretch of games, we've got who, uh, Green Bay, and then we've got. I know the Jets coming up. We have another tough game. Is it? Maybe <clears throat> yeah, the, the I don't remember.
1: I know I'll get the. the uh,
0: we'll get the stats team on it here. I'll pull it up real quick.
7: <clears throat> yeah, and then we have another easy. Oh, Detroit. Um, so we have two games that are yep. should wins, and we've got two games that are going to be really fiercely tough. I think we see what we've really got, um, both offense and defense, in this next stretch of games before the bye.
0: Yeah, so, so here's our next five games. We've got the Packers, the Lions, <clears throat> or at the Lions, we're at the Ravens, we're at the Jets, and then we're home for the Browns. Uh, November 7th so that's our next five games so a couple we should win there a couple divisional opponents which is always a tough game especially going into Baltimore so it'll be a good test to see where we can come out of that and see what we look like for sure
7: yeah I agree I'm most interested honestly this week on Sunday what our defense does to contain yep. um Green Bay's offense you know yes. that's what I'm most curious about because uh, they've looked great haven't they
0: so far, they've looked awesome. I'm really excited with how they've looked. I did not expect them to come in and be able to do what they did in some of these games, especially uh, against the Vikings, holding that you know rushing attack to as few yards as they did, and you know just really sticking it to some of these teams. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see how they handle Aaron Rodgers because he's one of the toughest matchups in the league. For sure.
7: Yeah. Yep.
2: So, Houday on Sunday. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely, day? Doz, go ahead.
2: With Rodgers coming to town, we'll certainly have to bring the energy. Um, you know, but, I mean, you kind of already touched it a little bit with how the, the team is different, the team energy is a little bit different, but can you go, you know, how would you describe, you know, not only the team, but, like, the fan base, what the energy is, like, around, you know, the people you talk to and, you know, what you see on the field as well?
7: You know, I think I think it's it's a mirror image. You know, we've got a team that, that kind of Believes in themselves and is very much like it or not. We we got rid of some players that for a long time were favorites of Bengals fans, and that was tumultuous when that started happening. You know, when you start losing Dunlap and yep. you know Carl Lawson and all these guys that were kind of staples in the locker room. But what has AJ been and so ob- yeah, <clears throat> and what's been so obvious is it was never about whether or not they still had game in them. Obviously, several of them did. Um, But it was, I think, we're at a place now where the slate is completely fresh, completely clean. We've got, um, I think we've done a brilliant job in free agency, to be quite honest, picking up these guys who have the, the right attitude for the locker room, the chemistry is just right, and they come in with this, you know, super fresh perspective that, who cares if it's a primetime game? I mean, we're used to winning primetime games. Who cares if it's, you know, the Packers? I've beat the Packers before. I've played on the Packers before. You know, like there's this, we had so many skeletons in our closet. We had so many ghosts from shitty seasons past, part of my language,
3: right. <laughs> you
7: know, that that we don't have anymore because none of those guys pretty much were, were there and I think the fans are picking up on that too there's just this thing you know I was talking to Hubei the other day Jess Captain Obvious's wife yeah. and, and you know we were talking about how you know for every other season prior to this pretty much if you know we had to kick a game winning field goal we were scared of that now we're excited when right, our kicker yeah. has the opportunity to take a, take a shot at a field goal. Like, put him in at 60 yards. We don't care. Like, we believe. And then same thing with our quarterback. You know, it's, a, it's you know, how I don't like drawing comparisons to Joe and Aaron Rodgers, but there are some similarities in terms yep. of the mindset, mm-hmm. at least. And the mindset is, is that, he, you know, he, Rodgers believes if, I don't care if there's 30-something seconds, like he did last week, left on the clock. Give me the ball, and we'll make it happen. Like, you can kind of force it to happen. And you see the same mentality, at least, with Joe. And that spills over in the locker room, but also to the fan base. So I think you see a fan base who just doesn't give up and want to walk out of the game at the fourth quarter like they used to because there is a chance. There's still a chance. So, so yeah, I think that's kind of the fan base is very much a mirror of, I think, what's going on in the
5: locker room.
0: Yeah, we were all uh, we were all at the game Thursday night and it was packed till the end and everybody was going wild there. It was an awesome, awesome experience. So we, I can definitely feel the difference there. I've been to quite a few Bengals games over the years, try to get to at least one a year. And, and you can tell that sometimes the stadium's a bit empty and as the game gets on, it gets a little bit more empty. But that was not the case uh, Thursday and I doubt that will be the case um, this Sunday here against the Packers. I think it's going to be a really good game
7: yeah we were so jaded for so long and you just feel that being gone now you yep. know it's kind of been replaced with a genuine well it could happen
0: you know exactly it's, it's
7: possible t- you
0: know yeah it's definitely much more of a glass half full than a glass half empty type of mentality out there and you could feel it which is nice so yeah. Uh, yeah we've got one more question here for you before we uh, give you the floor to maybe promote some stuff but uh let me just do that first, I guess. What is your – or who is your favorite bangle of all time if you had one? Oh, Jesus.
7: I know. Of a all tough time? Not current.
0: Of all time? Yeah, I know. It's a real tough one to nail down just to one, but I guess you can give a couple if you need to, but
7: – Well, um, I'll just
0: – You could do one, like, one per era if you want, you know? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> I think
7: – I think right now, I, if you say of all time, you know, there's so many to pick from. There's the Munoz's of the world that mm-hmm. are just unbeatable. But uh, for my money, I still am completely obsessed with Chad Johnson. Yeah, um, yeah and he that. continues to be the gift that keeps on giving, right? You know, he's, he's, still, he's still incredible. Um and it doesn't matter what's going on if I see something with his highlights, whether it's highlights of his mouth and <laughs> running it, or whether it's his antics, or whether it's his phenomenal plays. Um, oh
0: yeah!
7: You know, you can't help but stop and watch it, right?
0: No, he was so best, awesome best to watch. show on Earth. Yeah. yeah, so awesome, and his celebrations were so great. i um, you know, hopefully he can teach some of those to some of the guys we have now because he was so. So much fun to watch and so much fun to tune into, like, oh, what is he going to do this week or who's his matchup this week, you know, how many touchdowns is he going to have or how many is he going to predict that he's going to have because he was always talking, which was great. So,
7: Yeah, it was great at psychological warfare and then also he never lost his enthusiasm for the game and I think that's something that is a good lesson learned. Even if you're one of those players that's not going to act a fool like he did, (laughs) just knowing that it does matter to not lose how fun it is and how exciting it is to play in
0: the NFL so absolutely um well we want to say thank you here again um and we want to give you the floor here if there's anything that you want to promote or any people that you want to you know shout out here while you're you've got the floor we just want to say thank you again and um here you can go ahead and give some shouts out if you want or shout outs if you want excuse me
7: Sure. Um, I will say a shout out to who at who nice. on Twitter. That's Jess, AKA, you know, her as Captain Obvious's wife. She has started a great <clears throat> podcast, uh, web show on YouTube. Um, that's all female,
2: uh, nice,
7: driven and led. It's the first one, I think. So
3: yeah.
7: uh, that's been fun. Um, we have a great community of women that follow the Bengals that are really savvy, that are really smart, and they are really competitive. So, um, so that's been a blast. And then, uh, Captain Obvious or uh, um, Bengals Captain is wonderful. Uh, I met the Bangalorean and nice. oh, uh, nice. Jim. Yeah, and those are two really stand-up dudes um, cool. that I definitely suggest everybody
0: follow. Yeah, funny enough, we uh, already had Captain uh, Bengal on here. Captain Obvious, Bengal Obvious. And we're interviewing uh, Hubei tomorrow So, and uh, Bengal Jim later today. So we've got the whole gang up in here. We appreciate you giving everybody a shout-out. We want to say thank you so much again for taking the time out of your day to come on our show, talk a little bangles with us, chop it up, and uh, hopefully we can uh, do this again maybe with like a Super Bowl celebration or something like that sometime sooner or later in the season for playoffs or something. So thank you very much.
7: Yeah, thanks for having me, all of you
0: except for Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no need right. to thank the well, Browns fans. Thanks you too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: thank you very much, Whitney. We appreciate it. You have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. All right. Thanks, Whitney. Third quarter coming up. All right. That's going to do it for our interview with Bengals Whitney, and now we're going to move on here to our interview with Bengals Jim. So check this out. It's a really good one. I know you're going to enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a very, very special guest. Like we said all throughout this podcast, we're bringing out the biggest Bengal fans here for episode 100. And there may not be a bigger Bengal fan than this guy right here. He's got the longest running tailgate in Bengals history. I'm sure you recognize his silhouette with the hat there. It is Bengals Jim. Jim, how are you doing tonight, man?
8: Man, episode 100, Who Day, Big, big Dog. Hey, hey uh, Who Day, man. We're excited
0: about the season, and I'm, I'm happy to be here with you guys. Who Day, Who Day, baby. Yes. Three and one. The vibe around the team right now is awesome. I'm excited. we got a big game coming up Sunday. But first thing we're doing here with all these guests when we have them on is we want to ask them, why did you pick the Bengals? Was it a family member? Is it just being in Cincinnati? Did you like the colors? How long have you been a Bengals fan, and why did you pick the Bengals?
8: I'm gonna keep this simple as hell because it can get complicated. But I'm just gonna tell you, <laughs> yeah. 1981. I was 11 years old. My sure. first football game I ever watched was a 1981 first game of the season against the Seattle Seahawks. The Bengals were down 21 nothing at halftime. Ken Anderson was awful. They put him <laughs> on the bench at halftime. Turk Sugar came in, won the game in the second half. And then Ken Anderson went on and went win the MVP and the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. I was hooked ever since. I'm a diehard fan since nineteen one guy. So no complicated story, man. Just I'm a diehard fan, born and raised in Cincinnati. My city, my team. I'm a Cincinnati Bengal fan. Die Hard through and through, brother.
0: Absolutely. Love it, man. That's a great story. And yeah, that was a heck of a year. So you I'm sure you picked a good time to join if that's
1: the year you joined. Oh yeah. <laughs> what a, yeah. what a time to start watching. So how long have you actually been going to games then?
8: All right, so like it's funny, like in high school, like the mid late eighties. I'm an old guy, right? So I remember getting a job. I worked for Airmark. I, I sold peanuts and 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 pop <laughs> at the Bengals and Reds games. I just got a job there just to watch the games. That's awesome, right? right. So I make like sixty to eighty bucks, and I have the rest of the day to watch the Bengals and Reds play, right? Heck yeah. So, but but I've had season tickets since 1993. We've had the longest running tailgate cincinnati football history that started the first game in 1993 uh a re- very rough decade for our cincinnati bengals man but uh been a fan my whole my first football game i ever watched was 1981 and and i've been a season ticket holder and a, a fan ever since uh uh tailgate started in 93 and uh dude I, I just love my city and my city my team guys
0: heck yeah man i love that i'll uh so i'm the oldest guy on this podcast uh jim and i was born in 1993 so that's good that's good to know that your your tailgate's been going on for that long though it's it's been lasting through some thick and some thin times i'm sure but that's awesome so um dos your next question
2: yeah so you know when did you really officially become you know the Bengals, jim you know when was the the bucket hat thrown into play um, because that's what people, you know, associate with you. When did when did all that come into play? Was it the first tailgate? Man, I, it's funny, man. I, I don't know that. I, I just <laughs> this is do not I don't
8: I can't give you specifics because I, if I did if I could I would. But I remember probably 15, 20 years ago, uh, people came to our tailgate, and I remember somebody leaving this bucket hat on my my bus at the time, and I remember <laughs> calling him. I was like, dude, you left your bucket hat on my bus. Do you want it back? Because now you can keep it? the oh, like guy yeah. never came back to the tailgate and I've worn that bucket hat ever since it's been, I don't know, <laughs> 20 years I've had this stupid bucket hat <laughs> That's and awesome. and I don't face paint or anything like that, I just have this stupid bucket hat and it's been my thing it's, it's been my thing ever since maybe for at least I would say at least 15 to 20 years and it's not like some specific thing I did, it was just somebody left the bucket hat on my bus one day and they never came back and I put it on and and the rest
0: is history. <laughs> you definitely rock it, man. It's definitely something that people recognize. I know uh, my uncle's had season tickets for a while, and he was like, oh, you're going to have Bengal Jim on, ask him about the hat and stuff, and he's always recognized <laughs> that. So um, <clears throat> so it's. I know you. Uh, you've got the longest-running tailgate here in Cincinnati, but what other kind of game-day traditions do you have or what kind of goes into the tailgate for you guys? What kind of prep goes into that? Is there some cooking that's done the day before? You know when's the liquor store run? Kind of give us the whole spiel about that because I'm a big, you know, party setup guy myself, and for it to be the longest running tailgate, I'm interested to hear how that's grown over the yeah, years. Yeah, I,
8: I, I wish I'd give you some sort of formula. I'm going to tell you. It, understand, guys, it's not just me.
0: Oh, right? I know I'm that a, too. Right? It's it, a lot it of people. a
8: family. I got my buddy James from uh, Brownsburg, Indiana. My buddy uh, Jamie from uh, Brantford, uh, Con- uh, Canada, outside of Toronto. Uh,
3: yeah. My buddy
8: Tom Justin from Kenwood, Ohio. I've got uh, people from all over that make this happen, and right. it's just crazy how this thing has evolved over the years. Just to let you know, like we've been involved in a lot of tailgates and a lot of big tailgates. This last Thursday night, yeah, was the biggest tailgate I have ever been part of. We had uh, at least about a. I've been told by the Bengals officials at least about a 1,000 people.
0: Wow, that's
8: we awesome. Had every, we had every social media influencer there. We had Bengals front office there. We had three or four Bengals family, players' families there. We had seven media outlets there, including Thursday Night Football. We had a live Heck band yeah. there. We had two breweries there. It was a party with Bengal fans, and it was epic. I've never seen anything like that. We had a huge tailgate opening day, but... That Thursday night football game was the most epic tailgate I have ever seen in my life, guys. And, and it was just a party, a fun time, and everybody enjoyed it. It was kind of the primer for the damn Thursday night football game. And it was uh-huh. unbelievable. I, I, I've i been a part of a lot of massive and epic tailgates in my life uh, since 1993. But I have never in my life seen anything like that.
0: That's awesome. In, Heck yeah. in my
8: entire life. It was, it was just fun. And we just had so much fun together. And that's what it's about. It's like... You know, on, on it's not right. just Sunday to Bengals game. Right? It's, you get there four or five er, hours early. It's mm-hmm. you you spend time with your friends, your family, people you don't spend time with outside of tailgates, right? Right. You only and see the them only that time one time. You spend time right. with them, and it's, it was just a fun time, friends and family, and, and and people that you don't get to spend time with outside of football season, and and all those people that were in town from across the country and from across international. We had people in town from Mexico, Canada. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, it was awesome. just. It was an amazing time, and i, I tell you what, I—I'm still on a high from that. It was just such a fun time.
0: <clears throat> That's awesome, man. So I know, uh, me and uh, Dylan, two of our hosts here, we're going to be going to the game here on Sunday. So we're hoping to stop by. Do you think this Sunday will be bigger than Thursday night, or do you think it'll be, you know, kind of the same level? Um, just because you know the buzz around the team right now is really great, but you know it is the Packers too, so they kind of bring their own kind of tailgate level as well.
8: So I'll tell you what, uh, your know, opening day, we had about 500 people at the tailgate. Thursday night, we had 1,000, is what I'm being told. It'll be somewhere in between there. It'll be probably be 500 to 700 people. Heck how yeah. old are you and Dylan? That's all I need to know.
0: 28. Just turned 28 yesterday.
8: All right, all right. So we got some bangle bombs and shots ready to go for you guys when you show. You tell Dylan, better, his ass better be ready to go. We're oh. ready to do some Bengal bombs. Heck yeah. We got orange vodka with a splash of monster. That's how we do our Bengal bombs. I love that. And Hey, listen to this. Listen to this. We got T. Higgins' dad that is going to DJ our tailgate Sunday. I, I, oh, I promise heck you, yeah, you will be there. T. Higgins' dad is going to ta- DJ our tailgate. I'm just giving you a heads up right now, guys. Oh yeah, you looking tell, forward to that man. To, you tell Dylan to be ready because he's going to have to be ready to drink. He better, he better drink a lot of water the night before.
1: I agree. Dill, you ready? <laughs> yeah i mean uh if i'm being called up to the majors you know i gotta right. step up to the plate <laughs> right right,
0: <So. laughs> all right. hey We're Dylan,
1: dylan's
8: scared his ass ain't showing up i'm telling you that right now
1: <laughs> i love it i love it man I love it.
0: I love it i love it i love it hopefully he can prove you wrong and show up there on sunday all, right, all right
8: all right all right i'll i'm taking video i'm getting pictures of his ass when he shows up I'm i love
0: it I'm, hey I'm we'll get a good tweet know. together We'll get a good photo. I love take a bangle bomber two, maybe three. Oh, you never boy. know. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> perfect. So, Dill, you got? An, I know you got another
1: uh, question here. I believe. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to talk a little bit more about the season, you know, that we have right now. Um, awesome season right now. Before the season, did you expect a three and one start from from this team? Um, you know, with the season in the past, and then Joe Burrow obviously coming back off of injury. Um, a lot of things, you know, got. You know, going into the equation, obviously, but, you know, were you expecting 3-1, and one or? Okay, you
8: know? I, I, look, I'm just going to let you know. The more you get to know me, I am as transparent as anybody on social media. <laughs> yep. I, I did have the Bengals at 3-1. and one.
0: Yep. Now,
8: how they got to 3-1 and one was probably not how we all thought.
3: Correct, but right. I, I
8: did have them at 3-1. I really had a beat Chicago, maybe a close loss in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I was in Pittsburgh, I was in Chicago. Oh, so nice. I did have my 3 and one just not the way we thought they would be there. Sure. So, guys, look, understand, like, this organization over the years has been criticized for a lot of things.
3: One is, like, the, the people that use the word cheap, right? Right. But I'm telling you, the past two years, this organization has been all in. Yep. From social media from the game day experience. If you were at
8: any of the first two home games, you understand what I'm talking
0: about. The Thursday night was so different from the other games I've been to from seasons before. I can totally agree with what you're saying.
8: Yeah, yeah. So this organization has spent a boatload of money. Now, as bad as we think that offensive line has been, um, they have spent more money on defense the last year and a half, two years, than they've spent on any, any aspect of their team, whether it be special teams, defense, or offense. That defense has been the biggest weakness. I, I know people want to say that offensive line, which I agree. I understand it's been bad, Right. but they have dumped so much money in that defense. For that defense to be a top den defense through uh, four weeks of the season, uh, I am not surprised <clears throat> that they're 4-1 right now, just for that simple reason. They have been all in. They've spent a boatload of money on defense. The better that defense is, mm-hmm. puts the, be- the offense in a better spot. The better that defensive line is because they dumped a bunch of money in that defensive line. It mm. makes those linebackers look good because that young linebacker core in the second year has been outstanding.
0: Yeah, Logan Wilson's been great.
8: Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis. I yeah, mean, they team, have been yeah. playing lights out. That, that safety position has been a strength of this team.
4: And no that's, doubt. that,
8: that corner position has been very strong as well. They've dumped a boatload of money. So very honest, I am not surprised with three and one. And to be honest, I will not be surprised when they're four one yeah. this Sunday against
0: the Green Bay Packers. <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to the game, man. I'm looking forward to seeing how we go toe to toe with Rodgers. It's a real, a real test to see if the you know the Bengals are for real. Some people kind of question some of the teams we've played so far, but you're not going to question a yeah. win against the Packers. So this will be a real, real good, Absolutely. good test for us and see if we can actually you know possibly be a playoff team or for you know just got some early wins here. So I'm really looking <laughs> forward to it.
8: Absolutely, I would tell you the the, the first biggest game in Zach uh, Zach's career as a coach,
3: yeah,
8: was the Pittsburgh game,
3: yeah. uh,
8: and he, he did what he had to do. I was there for that game. The second biggest game right now in Zach Taylor's coaching career is this Sunday against the uh, against the Green Bay Packers because if they can pull this off, which I really think they have a serious shot of doing, yep. And you go 4-1, they just open the eyes of the entire NFL. And then you go into Detroit, who is, <laughs> to be honest, very bad. And I'm telling you, uh, I think this is an eye-opener. As much as we love the University of Cincinnati and our Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati UC beating Notre Dame, the Bengals beating Green Bay this week will absolutely be an eye-opener to the rest of the NFL yeah. just like that. I'm, I'm excited about it.
0: No, no doubt. It's definitely it'd be a, a nice uh, a nice feather in your cap, if you will, to have, um, or a nice you know seal of approval from the rest of the league. I think with a win like that. So absolutely. Doge, go ahead.
2: So we've got some big guns this year, Jim. But uh, you know, you've been a Bengals fan for a long time, so I got to know. You know, who's your favorite Bengal ever of all time? All right, dude. I'm so sorry, man, because I'm an old.
8: <laughs> old dude. So I feel really old right now talking to you guys. I no. feel bad about this. but No problem. No, no, no. But if I have to pick my number one, my number one, and I'm not going to pick a quarterback because that's too easy. Right. I love Kenny Anderson. That was the guy I grew up with. But my number one overall, best top to bottom Cincinnati Bengals player in my lifetime was James Brooks. That guy, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I wish you guys would have seen him play. Uh, this guy was Pound for pound, the toughest, best running back in NFL history. This guy would run through you, over you, by you. He could run between the tackles. He had the speed to get outside tackles. He had great hands. Boomer would always hit him on swing passes and passing routes. James Brooks. I love Ken Anderson. I love Ken Riley. Isaac Curtis. These guys were just studs. But, dude, if you would have got to see James Brooks playing his prime, You would feel the same
0: way. I'm going to have to ask my uncle about him. He's been a Bengals fan for a long time, uh, probably similar length as you, and I'll have to ask him about James Brooks because I've not heard of James James Brooks. Brooks,
8: James Brooks was a beast, I'm telling
0: you. I'm looking him up right now. Heck, yeah. Either way. Dill, I know you got one more. The real
1: deal. The real deal. Dill, one more, I think. Yeah, so I just want to know, like, what's your favorite Bengal memory is – You know James Brooks a part of that? You mentioned a lot of players so far, but what's your favorite?
8: You know what, dude? Dylan, me and you were doing shots together. I'm just telling you that. This Sunday, we're doing some Bagel bombs together, but that is the toughest question I've ever been asked in my life because I get asked that quite frequently. I bet, right. Uh, You know, I have four boys. I have my wife. We all go to the games. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, the craziest game I've ever been to was probably I don't know the year. Uh, it was probably mid 90s, which is the worst decade in Bengals football history. Actually, the worst decade for any one team in NFL history. That's how bad the decade oh. of the 90s was, guys.
0: Jeez, but oh. there was
8: a game that the Bengals had a quarterback called Neil O'Donnell. He used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers the year before. I think it was 95, 96. Uh, and I was there with my my at the time, my probably five year old. It was probably your age now. Jesus, I'm old as shit. Um, <laughs> but, but the Bengals had the ball with like maybe, I don't know, a minute left. They faced a fourth and 25 from their own 10 yard line. Neil O'Donnell throws this fourth and 25 pass to this guy named Carl Pickens. Yep. Who was Carl
3: Pickens. Stunned. Yep.
8: And just goes up above the DB, James Washington takes it down, gets the first down. Well, two plays later, with no time left on the clock, he fakes a spike. Pittsburgh Steelers, big rivalry in Cincinnati. Neil O'Donnell goes to spike the spike the ball to stop the clock. Fakes the spike oh my. fakes the spike and throws to Carl Pickens over the same D B he just beat two plays earlier for a touchdown to end the game. Guys, I'm telling you, look it up. Neil O'Donnell, I think it was 1995. Golly. That was probably the most memorable game. I, I had a lot of them guys, but you told me to pick one.
0: That's no, tough. I mean, that's. I mean, if you're there for that, holy cow, man. That I, would be I, amazing. I you, it was the
8: craziest thing I've ever seen. Carl Pickens goes over the DB, no time left on the clock, and, and they think we're spiking the ball to stop the clock, and Neil O'Donnell just throws it up in the end zone of Carl Pickens. Corey Dillon was on that team. Uh,
3: oh, yeah. It was,
8: it was absolutely epic. Great time in Cincinnati football history. That game was one of my top five games ever as a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Oh,
0: that's yeah. amazing. What a great game. I'm definitely going to look that up after this. Look that like, shit
8: up, man. I got video of that stuff. You know, I post a lot of videos on
0: social media. Oh, yeah. Media. I know. I love, I, have, I love checking out all your old videos. I'm, uh, I am love looking at old school stuff like that. So I, I always your appreciate hashtag, your
8: posts. hashtag Cincinnati football history, it's going to be on there, man. As a matter of fact, when I get off this, I might have to repost that because that's one of the most epic games Probably one of the
0: top ten games ever. Heck yeah! Nineteen
8: sixty-eight in Cincinnati football history.
3: That's how crazy that game.
0: Was. I mean, it's got to you know, be. That sounds like one of the craziest endings in you know in football in general. and that so was crazy. I mean, I can't wait to go check it out. So, um, well, Jim, we want to give you the floor here. Just give you the time to. I don't know if there's anything you want to promote, a charity, or obviously your tailgate. If you want to let people know where that's at, or uh, if there's some people you want to shout out here that help you out with your tailgate or whatnot. Um, we just want to give you the floor on our podcast because we, we thank you so much for coming on so we want to give you some time to thank some other people or you know give some shout out. so uh, the floor is yours
9: brother I, I mean I,
8: I appreciate you having me on I mean, it means a lot I just love this stuff and I just love the, the new generation of Bengal fans coming up and they get to see I want you guys to experience what I experienced as a young man in 81 and 88 heck yeah you guys have never seen anything like it you I love the Reds I love the Bearcats right right but there is Nothing in Cincinnati. Nothing can compare. When this city is on fire and the Bengals are doing well, going to the playoffs, I cannot wait for you to experience that this year, because there is no passion in the city like you will see when this Bengal team gets catches fire in late in the year and goes to the playoffs. But I, I will tell you, um, you know, I, I, a couple things. You know, from a tailgate perspective, our platform that we do—we have a live podcast we do every Tuesday night. Uh, We stream live to Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Heck yeah. We get you know tons of former players on from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, and even a lot of current players. Uh, That's great. That's fun for us all to see and watch. But but guys, I'm going to tell you right now, this platform has opened my eyes to a whole other level. We have raised, we have brought 12 different charities, local charities to the table through our Terrogate platform, whether it be through the... Through the tailgate or our podcast, our live uh, feeds that we do, Mm -hmm. guys, we have raised you as Bengal fans have raised twenty eight thousand dollars in two thousand twenty one. We just recently did a big uh, a big charity fundraiser for the Alzheimer's Association in two weeks. We thought we, it was going to be a real struggle for us to get to twenty five hundred dollars.
9: Oh man!
8: Wow! In, tw- in, in, in less than twenty four hours after our initial Tuesday night podcast that we did, our live show that we did, right, we hit that in less than twenty four hours.
0: diesel heck yeah! Man. It
8: just it just closed out this past Tuesday at ten thousand one hundred dollars, which put us over twenty seven thousand dollars, almost twenty eight grand. And guys, what's really been impactful for, for me. Is to see Bengal fans not just locally, not just nationally, but internationally.
3: Oh wow! This
8: following this following that the Bengals have is absolutely amazing. We have a map that we put on our tailgates on a giant court board. It's the United States, it's North America, South America, and, and giant stuff from the from the uh, continents across the country. In yeah. the last four years, when when Bengal fans come in town from across the country and across the con- across internationally. Basically what they do is they take a pen and they will put it where they're from, in the country or or state that they're right. from.
0: That's
8: so just to be very clear,
0: that's awesome. This is only
8: been four years. We have pens in forty three states. Wow. We have pens we have pens in twenty three different countries. Oh
3: my god. Opening
8: day opening day we had two different groups. We had no idea. They didn't know each other. Two different groups from Japan that came in. Wow. Within 20 minutes of each other, they put pins in Japan, and they were talking to me in broken English, like, "Hey, we see other people here from Japan. Where are they at?" We introduced <laughs> them to each other. It, it, it's, it has been amazing. So that's awesome. This Bengals following with this charity is not just locally, not just nationally. It's one of the biggest fan followings across the across the world, internationally. It, it's it's amazing to me, and, and, and people can say what they want
3: about awesome. our city.
8: It is a small city, but it has all the benefits and perks of a large city. Mm-hmm. It is a hidden gem in the United States of America. And, no and our young viewers out there that are listening right now, I'm telling you, uh, they can believe me or not, but I'm gonna be very transparent. There, This following is not just locally, it's nationally and internationally. We have so <laughs> many people coming just to the tailgate, not, not just people we don't know that go to the games and don't come to our tailgates, but just to our tailgates. 23 countries, 43 states. That's amazing. And it is, this, This. I've been to London in 2016 and 2019, my wife and I and couple yep. of my kids went, and guys, I'm telling you, this international following, people in Cincinnati need to understand this is the real deal and, and this following is not just us within a 275 loop. Right. It is unbelievable and it's amazing and wait till you start meeting some of these people from across the country and from all these different countries across the world. It is absolutely amazing, and it's a blast to see.
0: I'm looking forward to it. So real quick before uh, we just say one more thank you and goodbye, (laughs) do we go to, like, your Twitter page, or is there a website so we can donate or so other people can donate? We want to make sure everybody knows where they can go so we can start building up the numbers for the next thing we're working towards.
3: Yeah, yeah, so we just closed
8: out our... our, uh... Alzheimer's Association right. it was ten thousand one hundred bucks, which is unbelievable to us. We didn't had no idea it was going to get that big. We're at twenty-eight thousand dollars with maybe, I don't know, twelve to thirteen charities we worked with, Ken Anderson Alliance, Javante Woods Foundation, okay. we worked with right. Anthony Munoz Foundation. Uh, the next charity that we're working with that we're gonna focus on starting uh, this Sunday at our tailgate is the Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is oh, obviously yeah, this, right. is the, this is the month to focus on that. So yep. right now, we, we look to probably easily raise at least a $1,000 at our tailgate uh, for for the Breast Cancer Awareness. So that's it, man. And, and look, yeah. everybody has a tailgate home. You, and, you go where you fit in. Fit in, get in where you fit in from a tailgate. It doesn't matter if you come to ours. It doesn't matter. Just oh. have fun wherever mm-hmm. you go. If you're looking for a home, we're we're on Way south of the South End zone, right on right between right on lot E, where the park and lot E meet, okay. there the uh, the park. We have boat stocking next to our tailgate. We got the view of the bridge, we got the view of downtown Cincinnati, the view of uh, of Paul Brown Stadium.
3: Heck yeah. If you're
8: looking for a home, you need a place need to hang out for a game, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, don't let other pe- people dictate what you should do. If you want to come and hang out with us, brother. We have two breweries. We have tons of food. You will have fun, man. We got T. Higgins' dad DJing for this weekend. Come by, join mm-hmm. us. If you feel like you need to donate to the Breast Cancer Awareness, Tony the Tiger will be there.
0: Uh, Perfect. Okay. Uh, Heck yeah. He'll be faci-
8: He'll be facilitating the, t- the the fundraiser for us. He's the one that's going to kind of go around to the tailgate, kind of raise the money for us. Uh, we got a lot of people you'll love. The Bangalorean will be there. We'll have
3: awesome. so hell many yeah.
8: people. It's just a great time and it's friends and family and if you don't know people you will feel like family down there guys but you're more than welcome anybody that's out there if you don't have a home to come join uh, sunday morning for a tailgate you're more than welcome to join us i would tell you keep an eye on our social media whether it be twitter we got you know 14 15, followers on twitter which is uh Gems with an s underscore right. yep. btr which is before the roar uh, we are on Facebook, uh, big following on Facebook. Same, same uh, Bengal before the war tailgate. Instagram the same way. If you need help uh, finding us, go to those pages. We are going to be at all 17 games this year as well. We've already been to Chicago. We've already been to Pittsburgh. We already got our seats for New York, Vegas, Detroit. Two weeks. We're ready to go. So heck yeah, uh, man. we're we're here. Bring Bengals nations together. If you guys ever need anything. Guys, just let us know, man. We, we appreciate uh, giving us the, the platform to talk about this stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. We're definitely going to be by on Sunday. Um, we've got a couple of little merchandise things we might uh, hand out to you just for coming on the show and, and giving us, you know, um, your time. So maybe a little koozie or a shirt for you. So we'll be by on Sunday. We'll take a couple bangle bombs. We're going to cheer on to the Bengals to hopefully a 4-1 and one record here um, against the Packers. And we just want to say one last time, Jim, Thank you, thank you so much for everything that you're doing for the Bengals Nation, um, you know, for the tailgates. We're really excited to check that out. And then also, thank you again for coming on our show and being on the 100th episode of the Clubhouse. We really, really appreciate that, man.
8: Hey, hey, hey look, man, so, to, for you guys to have me on the 100th episode, it means it's very special to I me. Mean, I really appreciate it, guys. It means a lot. Uh, but I do have one question for each of you guys. Yes, sir. Uh, so it wouldn't be a Cincinnati conversation Unless we talk about what a high school you
2: guys went to So let's talk about it So so Drew, you first, what high school did you go to, buddy? Doge? <clears throat> yeah, so I was uh, south side of the river I went to Ryle High School over in Union, Kentucky Alright, Dave. Hey, Ryle High School, hey, tell me The best
8: football player that went to Ryle High School Tell me, come on
2: Oh man, uh, Travis Elliott Was a good one, he was really good When I was there, Connor Hempel uh, was great Harvard starting quarterback uh, graduated class of 2011 um, And then my I gotta give a shout out To my buddy Brad Weber Played D1 ball over at Butler too So he was really good as All well right, right, right. Those guys are good I'm gonna give you this guy Named Sean Alexander He played for the Seattle Seahawks Look <laughs> his ass up He was a stud oh, he, he went to He was our rival man He went to Boone County High Oh, I messed up. My bad. I thought he went to. I, I, he went to I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> I knew oh, I'm that was close. Sean I Don't get
8: me wrong. My bad.
4: <laughs> <laughs> My bad. My bad. My bad. I did not could. do that on
8: purpose. But you're right. You're right. I forgot about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Alexander right. was a beast, man. He was awesome. Yeah. He
8: was the real. Jo- All right. How about you?
0: What, what high school? So Dylan and I actually we both went to Mason. That's we were buddies from high school back in like seventh grade. So we're we're up in the Mason area up here, Kings Island.
8: All right, so hey, hey, does Mason still have a football team?
0: Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> I'm just messing, I'm just totally messing with you. <laughs> where, where did you go to high school? <laughs> I'm not talking about that right now. We're moving on. <laughs>
8: uh, I just want to let you know that, that Dan Bowler took all the best high school football players from Mason. They would pay him to come down. Yep. Yeah, we, we love Mason. That's my buddy. A bunch of buddies that live in Mason and all their kids went to high school.
0: Yeah, Mason, awesome. the great yeah. high
8: school, and Ryle's a great high school. I totally put my foot in my mouth with this Sean Alexander comment. In my <laughs> yeah,
0: that's all <laughs> right, right, though. No problem at all. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll take a bangle bomb over here on Sunday. No problem. We'll forget about it. <laughs> I
9: owe
0: you. I owe you. Hey, appreciate you, Jim. Thank you so much, man. You have a great rest of your day. We'll see you Sunday. See
9: you soon. Hey, hootay, guys. Hootay, baby. Hootay. Great. Hootay, hootay buddy.
0: Bye. Bye. All right, that's going to wrap up our third quarter, so we want to give another thank you to Bengals Whitney and Bengals Jim for coming on here. And uh, chopping it up with us. But now we got to move on to our fourth quarter, which I know you've all been waiting for, with our special guest, Cleveland Cavaliers guard, Kyle Guy. So check out this interview here. It's a great one. Ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing out the biggest guest here for episode 100. We brought out some of the biggest Bengal fans from across the country. We had to bring you a super, super special Bengals fan tonight. He's from Lawrence, Indiana. He's a 2019 national champion with Virginia. He's currently on the Cleveland Cavaliers roster. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce probably our biggest guest ever, Kyle Guy. Kyle, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing
9: great. How are you guys
0: doing? Excellent, dude. We are excellent. We are glad to have you. We are glad to talk Bengals here. We know you're a big Bengals fan. Not sure how many people know that. So uh, that's going to be our first question for you. We've been asking all the guests we've had on for our 100th episode How did you become a Bengals fan, and and why'd you pick Cincinnati?
4: Yeah, so my dad is uh,
9: born and raised in uh, Cincinnati, Richmond, Indiana area. Um, So I really didn't have a choice growing up um, to be a Bengals fan, which um, comes with a lot of highs and a lot of lows. You know, we had the highs with Hushasinko, Hushmanzada and stuff, and then the lows of of course never winning it. Um, playoff game in my entire lifetime right 24. right so um, <laughs> there's that so you know I'm loyal if I've stuck around even though I had a So he always my dad always says when when his kids are 18 they can choose another team if they want so um, well I'm past that by six years and I couldn't be more of an Eagles fan so heck yeah we
0: love it man we love
1: it so have you ever actually been to a game then have you been to Paul Brown right oh yeah
9: I've been to, been to plenty of games I've I haven't been in probably three or four years in Cincinnati, just with being at UVA and then being right. in Sacramento for two years. I just haven't had a chance. But it sounds like I'm going to go to the games uh, in Detroit uh, next weekend. Oh, nice! Heck yeah! Um, Sweet. So, I mean, I, I wanted to go this weekend, but we have a game, so
1: right. Got to do that. Priorities, for sure. you know? right now. Yeah, understandably. So. <laughs> so, when was your first game, if you remember?
9: Oh man. Um, I mean a bunch when I was young I just don't really remember all that well but the two that stand out was one I was there when we played the Packers when they had Favre and we had a streaker um,
0: oh yeah right
9: wow field. I was at that one and then I was at the one uh, it was super cold um, and snowing and we were playing uh, the Colts in Tennessee I remember going to that one I was sure. in high school when that happened so those are the two that uh, stick out for me
1: that's crazy, because I think, independently, TJ and I both went to that game. Yep, I was there for that. And I guess if you were there, so, wow, yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. I okay. was just like, what the right. heck, man? But awesome, so. <laughs> Go ahead, Doge. So, Kyle, um, what
2: what sort of game day traditions do you have? If you're suiting up or getting together with some buddies, what sort of traditions do you have when you're, when you're getting together to watch the games?
9: Yeah, so, it's kind of fun, because... Uh, i mean it's annoying at times but all my buddies we all like different teams um i mean being from indianapolis most guys like the Colts. right i got a couple chiefs fans um and there's some bears oh, right. fans being around that area so yeah um, pretty much we try to do our best job to either go to um i mean most of the time we're going to Hooters, or Twin Peaks, or B-dubs, or something that has a bunch of TVs, we can get wings, and we can watch as many games as we want, that's pretty much um, how it goes, when when I'm in season, um, which the past, you know, two, now three years, um, I haven't been able to get with everybody, but Mm -hmm. I have my iPad, I have my laptop, and I have a TV, and they're all running with football, heck
0: yeah, love that man, that's kind of like how we do it over here, we got two TVs set up, and there's another game we can get on the ipad we're definitely doing the same so love that we're going to talk mostly Bengals, but i just want to do you have any like nba game day traditions like anything you do before a game like do you wear the same kind of socks do you put on your pants the same way do you wear like you know i know leonard Fournette always wears his lsu jersey under his uh nfl jersey do you do something like that for uh, your games no
9: nothing that extreme i
0: take a like a 20 minute hot shower
9: before games heck yeah um I definitely do that. I pretty much listen to the same songs, like, over and over again, <laughs> um, which they change from year to year because I get tired of songs or new songs come out, but um, for the most part, that's pretty much it. It's just, um, I, I mean, for, if uh, I will watch, like, um, a movie or something before okay. games, but for the most part, it's just I take a long shower and be with myself for a little bit. And uh, then go out there. I—I mean, I'm an extrovert, so I'm always topping
0: it up with the team. Right. Hey, you're—you're a bench god for sure. There's no doubt. You love. Right. Yeah. So I mean, (laughs) I
9: there's not really a whole lot of tradition with me. I I can go with the flow, and spontaneous, but um, I always have to get my shower.
0: Heck yeah. Um. Sure. So I know I saw you tweeted out. uh, There's no reason the Bengals shouldn't be four and zero. So, what record do you have them going this year? Because I think that they've got some some real good wins left in them as well.
9: Yeah, you know, I definitely like we could be one in three also. Yeah, um, just based on how close the games were and stuff. But you know, that Chicago game probably feels like the more the most winnable of all of them that right. we should have won. Um, so you know. So I got a little bit of heat for that actually saying that we could have been one and three. And that's absolutely true. But, um, just as easily could have been four and zero. Oh. Um, I think we, uh, I think we're five and one going into the Ravens game. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I don't 17 games this year. It's always so weird. I, mean, I know so it's saying, weird to add that extra one in there. nine and seven or whatever it is. Um, but I think we have a good chance to go, uh, Eleven and six. Okay, uh, heck yeah! Not so win season. Holy cow! I think yeah. it's
0: doable, man. We're we're looking good. The offense right. is firing. Yeah. If,
9: know? if we can get everyone, if we can keep everyone healthy, totally um, right. Which, I, you know, obviously, I don't know if they came out and said if Joe Mixon's not playing or not this weekend, but even if he doesn't, I feel like we can survive. But right. I, the, the the defense, our our DBs, and our defensive line is that starts getting, you know, we'll be obliterated if we can't hold Definitely. those
0: guys healthy. Yeah, we need, um, we need some healthy guys. And I think they said uh, Mixon did not practice, so I don't think he'll be playing, but you never know. Maybe they're holding him out, resting them out for the game. So we'll see. Right,
9: yeah. I mean, I think we could even survive one offensive line injury, maybe two, but I think our DBs and our defensive line is where we're pretty sad right now.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. We definitely can't lose anybody on defense, especially the way everybody's been playing. They've been playing like an awesome unit. So, yeah. Right.
9: Well, I think I was just watching Max Gellerman, actually. One of their bold picks or whatever was the Bengals winning, and they were saying that we have the eighth-best defense, which yeah, um, is great considering the expectations coming in.
0: Right, totally. Yeah, I was not sure how the defense was going to look this year, but um, they've been proving everybody wrong, it seems like, being top ten. Right. So.
1: We'll see moving forward, but I mean, as far as, you know, your 11-6 and 6 prediction, it seems like you have a pretty positive attitude and, and uh, energy, you know, about the team. Is that something that is normal for you going, you know, into and through a season? Or does this season feel a little bit different to you?
9: Yeah, um, both. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you ask anyone in my family or my friends, me and my dad are the same person, and they're like, so how's the Bengals looking this year? We both say, Super bowl um, Whether you know whether deep down we actually believe it or not, um, I do always, for the most part, have believed that we were going to be really good. But there is something different about this year. Um, I mean, the the hype around the just the city itself and and the fans and um, on Twitter. I know it's a smaller sample size, but just that gets me excited. And then yeah, having you know having Joey B behind center always mm-hmm. makes me feel pretty comfortable um, and no then doubt. again the way the defense is playing and everyone seems
0: like it's bought in so it's awesome to see I don't know you'll have to get to a game in Paul Brown this year man because we were at the game Thursday night and the energy there was unbelievable and I heard uh it's a sold out crowd here for Sunday 65,000 people so it should be a pretty pretty good one this weekend as well yeah
9: I'm pretty I'm pretty jealous the Bengals actually PR team like reached out to me it was like hey You want tickets to the Jaguars game I'm like I I I wanted to go so bad but I just couldn't make it happen I just had a kid and then we I'm here in Cleveland trying to make the team so it was just too much going on but um you know we got the win without me there so maybe maybe I'm not supposed to be there right now
0: (laughs) Hey, maybe you can make it to that Super Bowl game if they make it there later this year. Oh, I'll be there. Don't
9: worry, I'll miss the game. I'll miss the basketball game.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey, if they do go to that, we'll all have to meet up for that one. I'll yeah. have to make it to that, too. No question, no question. Doge, so, <laughs> I, I think you got one for us?
3: Yeah,
2: Kyle, so obviously we've got some young studs here, but you got to have a favorite Bengal from growing up or favorite Bengal of all time. So, so let's hear it. Who do you got? you got to pick one.
9: Yeah, um. I mean, all time, Zosho Senko. Um, I had a, I had a spat head on my,
0: yeah, oh yeah,
9: um, on my wall. I mean, I was just the perfect age for when he was going through his child pleas child please and kiss the baby (laughs) face. Um, you know, the grill, all that stuff, Hall of Fame jacket, river dance, like that's, that's my speed. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually, uh, pretty good friends with Chris Evans. He's on team now. We're from the same city. So, um, he automatically gets bumped up to the top of my list. Definitely. Um, but, I mean, I would also say that, you know, Joe Burrow's not far behind now. Yeah, He's just that good and that
0: much of a difference maker. Yeah, he, Joe Burrow's just a baller, man. And Chris yeah. Evans seems like he Joey might get franchise. some... Yeah, Joey Franchise is what they're calling him, I guess, in the locker room. So I, I like that. I guess Chris Evans, though, he might be getting some good looks this weekend with Mixon being out. So him and, uh, I
9: think so, too. His, the him way and t Ryan. yeah. No way he catch the ball just obviously gives him a little bit of an upper hand over to right, but... Definitely.
0: Hopefully he'll have a good game. That'd be fun, yeah. for sure. Yeah,
9: that'd yeah,
0: it'd be a blast. One, one, one last one before you, uh, we have, like, a little game here before you, Kyle, but uh, let's do a little bit more Bengals. Do you have a favorite Bengal memory of all time or favorite game that when you think of, like, this is Bengals watching, sounds like it'll probably be with your dad since you guys are big Bengal guys. Do you have a favorite Bengal memory with your dad or favorite game that you've been to?
9: Oh
0: man. I know, it's a tough one.
9: It is a tough one. I would say just it's the little things for me. Just going to Cincinnati, uh, all of his side of the family is there, so all my uncles and stuff. Just going and tailgating and being in Queen City and going to a game, that kind of stuff is is priceless for me. Um that was that's probably my, you know, favorite memory, my my least favorite memory because I just <laughs> I, I love and hate telling you at the same time. My least favorite memory is I had a basketball game in Kentucky and we were driving back, in high, and I just was, was in high school. Right. And um, we're, I have no cell service. I'm driving through cornfields from Kentucky to central Indiana. Like, I got nothing on the way there.
0: Yep. <laughs>
9: so I'm on the phone with my dad. Um, talking, and he's telling me about the game, and it's the game where uh, we eventually lost to the Steelers in the playoffs. Ugh, yeah, uh, where Jeremy Hill fumbles, and you know the two personal or the yeah the penalties the and the no. targeting. And Ugh. we're driving back, and I'm like as excited as I've ever been. I'm telling my buddy who's a Chiefs fan, my other buddy who's a Colts fan, like they've won Super Bowls, they know what it's like, right. and I'm like so excited, we're finally going to win a playoff game, Ugh. and my dad, as soon as Jeremy Hill fumbles, my dad goes radio silent, I'm like, what happened, what happened, he's like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> and, my, and I'm on speaker, and my buddies just start laughing at me, like, calling us the Bungles, like, that is, and I that, you know, driving down the field, winning the game, that's Ugh. one of the most humiliating and gut-wrenching things that I've been through as a fan.
0: What an awful moment! I, Doge, weren't you there for that? If I'm not mistaken,
9: I was at that game. It was it was the mix
2: of being the happiest I've ever been and the most miserable I've ever
0: been in about two minutes.
9: <laughs> yeah, that was that's a rough one, boys.
0: That was a tough one. Hopefully, we can yeah, we can put tough. that to bed this year with some Joey B, Joey franchise there for you. All right, Kyle. So something we do with like all of our our guests that we have on or people we have on a lot Um, is we like to play a game with everybody. We like to mix it up. We don't want to just ask you straight questions here. So um, in front of us here, we actually have a handmade little wheel of debate, as we call it. So we'll spin this wheel, and we've got eight different little topics um, that we can ask you here. Um, We'll probably only do like maybe three or four. It's fine. But we like to mix it up. So let me just spin the wheel, and we'll see what we got here. Perfect. All righty, all righty. Number seven. So, we'll do – this is a good one. So, not necessarily Bengals related. So, who's your favorite teammate that you've played with, whether that's in the NBA or college, or I guess even if you have a high school buddy who was your favorite teammate? I know that's a pretty tough one. But uh, who's like your favorite yeah. teammate or maybe locker room guy, I guess?
9: Yeah. Oh, so many. I mean, my I've never been on a team that wasn't close. Oh, that's cool. From- AAU, high school, high school basketball team, college, the Kings, I'm obviously new on the Cavs, so I'm not that close with them yet, but right. um, every teammate, um, I'll give you two, one's kind of cool because now we're on the same team, but Dylan Windler was on my, he's on the Cavs now, nice he got yeah. yeah. here. and we've been friends since high school, we played on the same AU team, Indiana
3: Elite, and we ended up winning national championships in the Adidas circuit, so yeah. um that's always cool.
9: And then another kind of under the radar one, I mean Harrison Barnes was definitely my bet in Sacramento, but nice. Corey Joseph okay, before yeah. he got before he got traded was um he was always looking out for me. He took me like shopping and like forced me to get stuff for him to <laughs> buy for me and I was like, dude, you don't have to do that and he's just a stand up guy, always looked out for me. So those I mean I give I guess I gave you three answers, but those yeah. are my my
0: favorites I love it man No that's plenty I'm sure It's probably hard to narrow down To just one guy anyway Probably so many great right. teammates And so many good memories So Right Alright well that wasn't Too much of a debate one there But so let me spin this again We'll do one more We'll actually get involved With the debate here So Okay cool um, Alright Number three Who do you think Will have a bigger impact This Sunday So this is a A, a Bengals related question <laughs> Joe Mixon being out Or were ha- us having All of the defenders In the game I'll go first on this one. That way you don't have to go first each time. Um, I think it's going to be, as much as we all love Joe Mixon and his ability to run and catch out of the backfield, I think it's going to be all the defenders being in because we're going up against Rodgers. If we have a weak defense, he's just going to pick us apart. So having some of those guys back I think is going to be really nice for us and help us you know, possibly walk away with the win, which I think we're going to. So what about you, Kyle? Yeah, I have to
9: agree. I think – At first, it looked like it might be the, you know, a shootout. Right. uh, And battle of, you know, weak and defeated defenses, but, um, and obviously they signed Jalen Smith, which is going to help them a little bit. But at the end of the day, they're still really depleted. Um, us getting most, if not all of our guys back, I think definitely that depth, keeping guys fresh. Um, Trey waynes I mean, he hasn't even played football besides last week in like a year and a half. So right. just getting more reps, getting back to, to game shape, I think um, we definitely have the advantage. And that will be uh, a bigger deal than not having Mixon.
1: I think so too, Dill. Yeah, I think that we've had more playing time with Trey Wayne's on Madden than he has on the field in the last two years. <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, a
0: good in Madden though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he's,
1: you know, when the Bengals signed him. Okay, first off, I'm a Browns and Buccaneers fan, but Ooh. I'm from Cincinnati and yeah. I support the Bengals. So, <laughs> that's terrible.
0: Don't worry, Doge and I are Bengal fans. Yeah, so. we
1: it's two thirds here, but um, I mean. I think that if you can split the time in the backfield with your other backs that you guys have and against Aaron Rodgers, like you guys have said, you're going to need everything you you can. I think that the likelihood of actually running the ball a whole lot with Mixon wasn't going to be a huge factor anyway. So if you can have some short dump-off passes, you know, allow Joey B to get rid of the ball in a tight situation with the running back kind of squirting out of the backfield, Um, things like that I think are going to be important. So if they can split the time and do that efficiently, um, I think that you guys are going to have the best chance of winning a high-scoring game. Yeah, I right. think so,
0: too.
1: Doge, what about you? Are we all in a consensus
0: here, or are you going mixing? I was going to say, I mean, it, it is the wheel of debate, but we might all agree.
2: I mean, obviously now we've got Kyle's guy, Evan's going to be seeing some playing time, which, you know, we, we're we going to be, you know, enjoying to see him get some more reps, mm-hmm. um, and having. My biggest thing is having Jesse Bates back. If they're going to be air mailing in, yes.
3: I'm looking forward to seeing him hogging Rogers. So uh, yeah. I'm going to be loving to see the defense back more at
4: full strength. And, you know, as much we hate to see Joe
2: it out, kind of like Dill said, uh, going to be a lot of passing, a lot of air mailing. So I'm looking forward to to having that be the battle between Rogers and Joey
0: B. And hopefully we can get a few stops uh, on the defensive side. Yeah, it definitely helps yeah. to have the best safety in the league back for sure.
9: For sure. I'd also say that it's kind of unique with Chris Evans, obviously slight bias here, but right. he can line up as a receiver. Right. And with a line linebacker over him, like, there there will be a lot of mismatches as they go empty.
1: Some good insight there. Now, I'm looking
0: forward to that. I think that'll there be – we love to run that five wide out, so he'll be probably in a lot of those sets, I'd imagine, because he's uh-huh. – like you said, he's good with his hands. All right, let's spin this bad boy again. <clears throat> All right. We got number seven again. We already answered that one. All right, number number four. Okay, this is a good one. Which new Bengals jersey? We got the new stripes this season, so new uniforms. Which color do you like the best? Do you a black jersey guy? Do you like the new whites um, or the new orange when they rolled out last Thursday against the Jags?
9: Yeah, I mean, as much as I, I thought the orange looked great, I'm kind of I'm a little bit more simple. Like the black and white mm-hmm. um, is just. Sick! It's it's slick. It looks good. It's neat. Um, I got um, the white one, the white. Oh, nice! For me, my dad, and my brother. So um, I guess I'll roll with the color. Uh, they look like the old Color Rush ones, the white ones. Right,
0: they do look like the old Color Rush. I agree. I like that the. Uh, I'll just mix it up here because I do like the white ones as well, but I like the black ones that they have the orange stripes on them this year. Oh, like so I think that's really correct. nice touch for sure. Yeah um dylan what about you
1: yeah i dude you gotta go with the whites i'm the same way with with kyle as far as just kind of like the simple look um i like the contrast and colors obviously with black and white and those are so clean looking that you know obviously at the end of the game they don't look nice but true you know they look pretty good uh, on tv Josh, what about you i'm more of a black jersey guy um okay. i feel
2: like when a team rolls in with a black uniform on, there's just something yeah. kind of, like, badass about them when you roll in with the black unis. So sure. I'm a
0: big, I like it. you know,
2: supporter of the, of the black jersey gang. Uh, so I, I like that look for sure.
0: A little mini debate inside this Wheel of Debate one right here. They're probably going to be doing um, alternate helmets next year is, like, the rumor in the NFL. Would you prefer them to do a white, like, jer- like white helmet with black stripes or a black... Helmet with the orange stripes. Kyle, what what would you think?
9: Oh man. I know because we it, have both.
0: <laughs> I'll say right, yeah, it'd be awesome if we could do both <laughs> all of the alternates. Because um, the all white man would look awesome. But then yeah, obviously I, I don't
9: see how you can I don't see how you mean the black with the old pretty sick,
1: but I think
0: the all
9: white would be the yep. best uniform in the league, so I'd I'd go with
0: that one. That's what I'd go with too, Dill. I guess you're probably saying right Kind now. of
1: looking like a zebra top too, you know? Like yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah. We're just multi-animal team out here, so Bengals, zebras, and wins. So I think it would look good. Doge, all black still. The
2: white tiger helmet would look fresh. I saw I saw a Photoshop picture of Jamar Chase with a a white with black stripes helmet with the white jersey, and that oh was boy. just clean as hell. So that, that yep. would be that would be my go-to if you can get that uniform together, like the old color rush look with the white helmet. Black stripes. Sheesh. Hopefully coming that'll to a, be, that'll be fresh to death, dude. That'll
0: be sick. Hopefully coming to an end zone near you soon, man. That'd be awesome. Heck
9: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've got time, Kyle, do you mind if we do a couple more?
9: Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I actually just, I just got an alert that said the uh, um, the Packers are without uh, Myers this on uh, Sunday too, the center.
0: Okay. Wow. Oh man. So the a, yeah, no,
9: We should be able. I mean. We should be able to get to
0: him. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Jeez, that would be great. I'd love to get after. You. He's shifty, though. You know, he. Let's hit him. If you can hit him, though, yeah, no, that's some. great. Um, okay, so spun the wheel here. Let's go. All right, we got another one for Sunday. Who do you think is going to have more passing yards, Rogers or Burrow? Um, I'll go Rogers. That doesn't equate to
9: winning all the time, right? And I think he will win. Um, but. I mean, I guess they're going to have Aaron Jones, and we won't have Mixon, but and we're going to pass a lot. Um, I'm, but i you know what? I, I actually have faith we're going to run the ball a little bit more than people think mm-hmm. and have success with it. So I'll go Rodgers.
0: I'm going Burrow here just because I think we're going to really air it out because some of their corners are down. But I think right. they're both going to have you know well over you know a 200, you know maybe even over 300 here. They, they're both going to air it out, I think for sure. Dylan.
1: Yeah, I, I think that I mean he hasn't really taken a step back from where he left last season. Right. Where he was going to absolutely destroy the rookie record for passing yards. Right. So I mean he already averages a lot, you know, of yards per game. Um, in a game where I think that they're gonna have to do that, I definitely see Burrow, you know, having more, maybe upwards of the four hundred range. Oh man, that'd be awesome. I think he had 365 against the Jags, and it was like a bad game. Like right. he, it felt like he it had really up, like, was a ugly. Yeah, right. That was like yeah. A, like I think we're
0: gonna bomb it this like on Sunday. Like I think we're gonna have some open long shots. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Doge, who you got here? I'm gonna have to go with, with team Kyle on this one, dude. I, I think Roger's gonna have more yards, but here's the the homer and biased reason why is because okay. I think we're gonna get an early lead on them and they're gonna have to send it. Sure, I'm okay. Yeah. That makes sense. We, we, yep. get a, we get a touchdown or two on them and they're gonna have to pass the ball to try to catch up. Wow. I love that mentality there. What a take. Okay. Plus I mean
9: being a being a player in a league where, you know, injuries happen and coaches are making a bunch of coaching changes like I wouldn't be surprised if they're playing they don't have very many people in the box and so Mm -hmm. we're moving the ball down the field by running and like those mid to short passes where Tyler Boyd makes his money just because they're so scared of Jamar Chase and they know they're depleted
0: yeah they don't want to give up the big play so we're just going to slice them to death kind of like Tom Brady would for the Patriots where just 7 yards, 7 yards, 7 yards 14 yards like I think it'll be a lot of that, too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we got, I think, two more on this, this wheel of debate here. Spinning around. Okay, um, so these are two guys who have found the end zone more than once this season, so I would imagine they're probably going to do it here again on Sunday. Uh, but who do you think is going to have a better touchdown celebration? Jamar Chase... I guess we'll go. We'll throw Tyler Boyd in there or Devonte Adams. So I know Chase has got the gritty that he's got going. Devonte Adams is mixing it up. Tyler Boyd's always got something good for us. So who do you think is going to have the best celebration here on Sunday, Kyle? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Tyler Boyd. I
9: think. Um, I mean, Jamar. Who knows? Should never change. She'll keep on yes. the gritty. So yeah, it's broken. Um, <laughs> but we know what we're going to see from him most of the time. Right. Uh, Devonte Adams. You know, I got him a lot of fantasy leagues, but um, I'm hoping he doesn't even touch the end zone, right? Because um, that's not a good sign for us. So I'm gonna go Tyler Boyd. He's got something new most of the time. Uh, Joe Mixon might be my favorite though when he does get in the end zone.
0: hmm Heck yeah. Nobody nobody compares to Chad, but yeah. I, no,
3: no, not even close.
0: Nobody compares to Chad, but I'm I'm with you though. I think I think Uno's gonna mix in a little bit of sauce to the gritty this weekend as well. I'm looking forward to that man. Every time. It gets in there. It's, it's a little bit different, but it's the same, and I,
1: I really enjoy it. So I'm going to go with Jamar Chase here. Dill? All right, so for one reason and one reason only, I think Jamar Chase, because I need a huge fantasy week from him, I think he's going for three touchdowns, <laughs> oh boy. and I think that he's going to have to mix it up because it's like, look, dude, like I'm scoring so many, i got to find something else. And he's right. going to be well on his way to beat the rookie record that Randy Moss set.
0: I would love that. Isn't it? It's always weird. I guess I'll let you go here first, Doge. But I was going to say, Kyle, it sounds like you have Devontae Adams like on some of your teams. It's always weird like going against like some of your favorite teams when you got somebody else on your fantasy team, though. Yeah, I
9: have a rule, man. Look, fantasy is important, but if they're playing the Bengals, I don't want them to do well. Yep. Or if they do well,
0: they better lose. Yeah. So. I totally agree with you. I'm right there.
1: Like they're the only people scoring on that team, and the only people scoring, like you know, getting any sort of yards. Right. right. No receptions to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of yards, a lot of receptions,
0: <laughs> no touchdowns. I'm with you. Uh, all right, Doge. The crowd's waiting. They they're waiting on anticipation. Who do you think is going to have the best celebration this weekend? It's going to be Jamar. He's going to catch a touchdown,
2: and he's going to hit him with like the the fake. You know, the faux Lambo Leap, I think. He's
0: going to jump into the crowd at at Paul Brown and show up. That would be awesome. I would like that a lot.
9: That would be sick.
0: Uh, Okay. All right, well. um, We will see. We've got one more. No reason to spin the wheel here. And I guess this one's pretty much just towards you, Kyle, because none of us have – won a national championship or played in the NCAA. But what's your favorite moment other than winning that national championship? Because obviously, you know, that's probably a moment you're never going to forget, and especially with all the circumstances, you know, with the year before, then coming back to rally behind your guys, such an incredible story. But what's another moment from college that you remember or just uh, a play or, you know, maybe a game? Yeah,
9: I mean, anything that happened that season was awesome. I mean, we won the ACC. Right. Regular season, you know, the, from a, from the elite eight to the championship, were all either overtime games or last second shots. Like, oh, well, that was awesome! But it all, for me, it just all goes back to the year before. Like losing that game was actually one of the better things that had ever happened in my career, just because of the trajectory it put me on. Um, I'm not sure we win the championship um, the following year if we don't lose that game right um i'm also not saying we wouldn't have wanted the year that we ended up losing either True, but right you know i just think it was you know there's not too many movie scripts you can write better than that one so that and obviously getting drafted after we won it i was just uh, yeah heck yeah man that's gonna be years. awesome
0: so, um and then one last one for you so i know you've had a, you had a couple you know 30 point games 24 point games i know um For the pros in the G League, there you had like a thirty-seven point game, if I'm not mistaken. What's it like when you've just got it going like that? You know, is anything just like feel like it's going in? Are you like asking for the ball? Like, hey man, I'm feeling it. Let me get this going. Like, what's that moment like when you're you're really just on?
9: Yeah, I mean, I gotta imagine it's very just because we're on a Bengals podcast. I mean, I I gotta assume it's very similar to the Mike up thing that we've all seen of Joe Burrow the past few days it's
3: like
9: time to you know get the ball in my hands it's time to go you just get a feeling man and um, once a few shots go down and you're mentally aligned man there's just there's nothing like it Um, you know I've had career highs at at every level obviously and each one is just uniquely different sometimes you get let the game come to you and it still happens and sometimes you're like no, we're just, this is a tight game. I got to take over, and it and it happens that way. So, right. Um, you know, I had in the G league. I, we were playing the Timberwolves' G League team, I think, and I had forty-two, and I wasn't even trying to like.
0: <laughs> oh heck yeah!
9: I was trying, but I'm saying right, like, you know, right, right. To I wasn't like, oh, I have to get forty, it just kind of happened. And once I had like uh, thirty-two or so, is when I like took over a little bit the last few minutes of the game but like for the whole first part of it I wasn't like oh let me go get 50 you know it just it's just how it happens sometimes and you've seen plenty of quarterbacks and, and players where they're like just making the easy reads and just making stuff happen and they end up with 400 yards or whatever it is so right. you know it's not always a uh, pedal to the metal um, um, thing to happen but you know sure. right. um, totally
0: yeah yeah sometimes you gotta you gotta let the game come to you sometimes you gotta go get the game for sure
1: right something I just have uh, as a quick follow up with that uh, like what's your what's your favorite shot man are you liking the step back uh, what's like when you're when you're going are you like oh I'm gonna jam one down or like is that three in somebody's face like what's the most I guess rewarding or what's the most satisfying to actually have in the game yeah
9: as much as I love um my dunking prowess. It just doesn't really happen that often at this level. Um, You know, in high school I was dunking all the time. In college I didn't dunk a whole lot because I was so tired from playing defense. Right. And then in the D-League I dunked quite a bit but then in the the NBA I I tried once and I got fouled. So, um, it just doesn't happen that often. So I'd have to say probably like making a really good move and hitting a tough shot. Okay.
1: Um,
9: that's easily the most rewarding because it's just kind of like, you know, you played solid defense, but my talent is just superior. You know, that's kind of the, right. um, the the feeling that, it, that it, it gives you, and it gives you a lot of confidence and a confidence boost. So. Awesome,
0: yeah. man. Heck
1: yeah. It's that Tony Bennett defense wearing you out. <laughs> right, absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, Kyle, we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much, man, for taking time out of your day. I know you're working hard for the Cavs there. Trying to get those guys ready for this season which is coming up soon so we really appreciate it. Um and we want to just give you the floor here to uh promote anything you like. If there's any charities or people you want to shout out or um you know, you know if there be some family members you want to say hello to whatever, etc. Um the floor is yours and then we also just want to say too, we'd love to get together with you sometime. Uh, maybe in season or postseason, and talk talk some hoops as well.
9: Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah, for sure. Um you guys I've I I got a lot going on, but the, the thing that I always like to put at the forefront is, is my foundation, um, It We support anything and everything, so I don't like having my hands tied to just one issue because there's so many problems in this world. So mm-hmm. anything you guys are passionate about, um, you just make a note when you make the donation, and that's exactly what we'll uh, put your money towards. So cool. um, I'm passionate about a lot of things, but that's definitely number one. And uh, last but certainly not least, Hootay, guys. I appreciate
0: it. Hootay, man. And, yeah, for everybody, again, that's the Kyle Guy Foundation. Go on there. Help support that. Help, uh, you know, like he said, there's plenty of problems out there in the world, but we could all do a little bit to help out, so we appreciate it. And, yeah, day, man, we thank you. Thank you so much. Hopefully we can be 4-1 uh, and one coming out of this season, and you get to go see those Bengals uh, maybe make it 5-1 and one up in Detroit. Yep,
9: yeah, you know it, guys. Thank you. Yep. Hey, thanks, thanks again. Best of luck. Hude
0: Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank Kyle Guy one last time for coming on uh, and, you know, really talking some chops, talking a little bangles with us. We've got a little Cavs there as well, so that was very exciting. And uh, now we're going to move on here to our buzzer beater, uh, how we wrap up the show. Everybody's going to give a little topic here, and uh, we'll be on our way. So um, I'll go first here. Uh, Cincinnati news, but not bangles-related. FC Cincinnati, so another team we talk about here on this podcast uh We just hired a new GM, Chris Albright, who was uh, the director of, I think, player talent for Philadelphia Union. Uh, Either way, he was in charge of acquiring talent over there. So, uh, you know, been in the league for a while. The Philadelphia Union is a really strong squad, and they've had a lot of good youth uh, members, and they've really turned over their team. So it should be very exciting to see uh, what he can do with the roster that we have and then also what he can build. So it's good to have a GM back in house Um, And especially in front of a big, what we think is going to be a big winter window. So, looking forward to that. Um, Really exciting to see FC add some pieces there. So, uh, Doge, give me your buzzer beater. What do you got? This
2: is a friendly reminder Mm -hmm. to boo the Astros because they're cheaters and they never got in trouble for it. Now they're up 2-0 on the White Sox. (sighs) Ugh.
0: Are they going to go into Chicago, or are they in Chicago?
2: They're going to Chicago now, up 2-0. They won two games
0: at home. Cincinnati of Chicago, hear us now. Please, for the love of gosh darn, since I'm not going to say for the love of good old G, boo the shit out of those guys. My God, they're cheaters. Everybody should have a sign with the cheating. Everybody should bring their own metal trash can be able to bang it as loud as they want, because it's not fair. They're cheaters, and th- they should be punished. But they weren't. Dusty
2: Baker is not a cheater, though. I like him.
0: Nope. Dusty's not a cheater. We like Dusty. Don't boo Dusty. Everybody else, fair game.
2: You gotta When you, when you boo, you have to say, this isn't for you, Dusty, and then you boo.
0: Yeah, either at the beginning of your boos or at the end of all your boos, mm-hmm. please put in a, hey, not you, Dusty, just for us, if you don't mind. Yeah. Thank you, Chicago. We appreciate it. Bill, big man on campus. That's the word
1: uh, on the street, I guess. Wrap so, up,
0: wrap up the old show here. It's been a great one. One hundred in the books.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, what do you got I'm for? Please that I am able to wrap this thing up. Yeah. Um, even though you know I did mention a few times on here, uh, not a Bengals fan. I support the Bengals. Playing one of my teams, I'm not going to root for the Bengals, as would anybody else who is a fan of another team that lives in a city that is not one of those of their team. I'm I'm with you, Dilly. Yeah. But I'm going to the game on Sunday. I'm excited. Yeah, baby. It's an NFL game. It's something different for people who, I mean, it's become a luxury like to go to NFL games because they aren't cheap. You know, it's something that is an investment, but. Um, it's something that I'm fortunate that I've been able to go to, and I have been able to continue that. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, one, how they play after seeing them on Thursday night um, from yeah. their last game, and seeing what adjustments they've had in, what, 10 days? Yep. And also, just, you know, after everything that we've talked about on this you know, 100th episode, what actually happens in the game? You know, we've had score predictions, we've had... This is what needs to happen for the Bengals to be successful, and what it's going to look like for them to have a chance to win against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, so it's going to it be interesting to see what it all kind of, you know, kind of comes to. And yeah, I mean, we've had Dan Pitcher on the show. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully, uh, Joe Burrow has another game, and, and it seems like obviously Dan's doing a good job, and it's, it's cool that right. we've had him on the show, and you know, they're having good success so far. So. Um, it, it it seems like you guys are finding ways to win games kind of similar to how the Browns won games last year. Like, that was new for us. Yeah. This is like a new tide, kind of you guys turning that around for you guys. Totally. So, sure. We'll see if Still, it continues. Still,
2: I'm excited for that game. I think I am maybe a little more excited now to see the results of you after the shots with Bengal Jim.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah. we to yeah. talk about things I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Can't wait for
2: that. Yeah. I, I'm excited for the game, but I'm going to get a little game before the game and seeing what happens uh-huh. to Dilly when he goes to Bengal Jim's tailgate.
0: A little game inside the game there. Bengal Jim and Dill doing some Bangle <laughs> bombs. We love it. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, whether you've listened to us from episode one or you're just tuning in now for episode 100 because you love the Bengals – We want to say from the bottom of our hearts, we cannot thank you enough for putting on, you know, our show, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, whatever. You choosing to press play is something that we really, really appreciate. Uh, We love doing this, and you guys are the reason that we do it. So we just want to say thank you very much. We've got 100 in the books. We're hoping to do 100 again. If you want to help support us, get to that extra, you know, episode 200 um you know give us a shout out give us a like follow subscribe order some merchandise you've got some really cool shirts and polos quarter zips koozies etc um so give us some help there and we just want to say thank you one more time we really appreciate it dill thank you for being on man episode 100 yeah appreciate it good stuff man doge all the way from cleveland buddy thank you very much episode 100 always a pleasure gentlemen always a pleasure ladies and gentlemen this is the clubhouse